Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Karakata Plate Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton here. We're recording the 1-1, your West Australian Racing podcast. It's 10 past 11 on Thursday, the 1st of April. April Fool's Day, everyone. A huge Easter weekend awaits. We have uh, Ascot and Kalgoorlie, both on Good Friday. We are back at Ascot the following day for Karakata Plate Day. Dongra Cup is also on Saturday as well. Albany Cup Day on Easter, back on Easter Sunday. And uh, we'll all try and blast out at York on Easter Monday, Terry. So we need to welcome our guest, Kieran Evans. Kieran, Kev, what are we rolling with today, Kieran? Oh, we can go with Kev. Kev. Yeah, Kev works. Mate, very, uh, very happy to welcome you to the 1 1. Now, where did Kev come from? Kieran Evans, and oh, right. back in back in year eight, I had to create a Snapchat account, and um, was I that just last went, year? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I just had to create one, and I was like, oh, I'll just go Kevin's, and I forgot to put the full stop in the middle of K and Evans, and then it just came Kev. Kevin. I like it, big Kev. Down to Kev so. You do look excited, so it makes sense. <laughs> now, racing Twitter has been banging down mm. the door, absolutely banging down the door to get this fellow on the show, and we have obliged. So. Um, Kieran Evans, why is Racing Twitter so enthusiastic to get you on the show? <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, mate. Uh, first of all, I think that's a bit of a stitch up <laughs> the whole <laughs> Racing Twitter. Um, as you would have seen, I post, inundated. I, yeah, <laughs> you see, I retweet a lot of memes, like a lot of memes, so it's a bit of a laugh. But um, now, nah, look, just a bit about myself. Um, got into racing probably towards the end of year eleven, going into year twelve. Partly with my friendship with Lockie. Um, Lockie Taylor. Lockie Taylor, yep. Um, so, you know, we were playing cricket and footy together. And as I started to get older, I started to spend a lot of time with my uncle, who's quite involved in ownership over East. Um, and, you know, at the start, I was kind of like, it's just business, is, you know, he's just doing what he's doing. And then, as I started to find out that Lockie's dad was Jim Taylor, I thought I'd throw it, throw out Jim Taylor's name to my uncle. And he goes, oh, I know him. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then, yeah, just from there, I just sort of started paying more attention to what my uncle does. And, you know, it's sort of all arise from over East racing. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, with the friendship that grew with Lockie, I just started to get interested in WA racing. It was on the back doorstep, started going to the races and just loved it from there and then thought, you know what, I'm going to go and drink beers. I might as well start to learn how to punt properly instead of, instead of throwing my money away every weekend. Um, that sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, from there I just started to grow my interest and then um, with a bit of contact with some guys over east uh, through Rant Racing, I basically started to pick up a whole lot of stuff and then my friendship group became with like uh, Scott Embry and Taylor Cortland and Callum Robson and um, yeah, and we all just punt and and that's just my lifestyle now. So Callum's uh, flying with the the greys, the as greys, well, isn't yeah. he? Absolutely uh, low flying. I think he's chucked his stats up this morning and um, geez, he's got to be one of the better uh, or more profitable tipsters to follow out there. Just get a little free plug in for Callum here. While yeah, we're yeah. Right. So I'm actually going to we were discussing a free subscription. I was going to start. If not, I'll probably. Uh, I'm thinking about. So I don't sign up to any subscription services or anything, but it's uh, just about sold me his success. So yeah, um, he's going. He's going well, but it's not hard to tip. You know. Early speed box one and box eight every now and again, is it? So <laughs> it'll dig as well. <laughs> now you, you, this is your one one podcast debut, but it's not your 
podcast debut. Hey. I'm pretty sure I saw Kev on a Rant Racing uh, podcast one time. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that is correct. Um, I do a little bit of work with them just from the WA aspect because um, I think they're trying to grow into different industries and all that sort of stuff. So I thought I'd offer my little expertise as best I can. Um, you know, it's, it's funny speaking with guys from over east because a lot of them just focus on pike. As, as you see on Twitter, it's just all pike, pike, pike. Um, but giving them little angles and stuff like that, and they appreciate it uh, like a lot um, when it's basically just you know, me doing my normal thing. I'm speaking about it anyway. I'm going to do the form anyway. So, um, yeah, just working with them recently, it's been really good. I've learned, to, learned a lot of things um, off Mark Lamborn and um, – Dream Team Matt, who you would know through mm-hmm. the Betfair um, competition. So, yeah, just learning and picking up off things off them has been really good for the way I look at races rather than, um, you know, blinkers on just WA outlooks. There's stuff that they've taught me that, you know, can, you can apply to any racing. Um, and, yeah, it, it's interesting because a lot of uh, – I know that a lot of guests that have come on in the past year are purely just WA, blinkers on WA – don't worry about anything anywhere but the way I sort of look at it is if I can sort of follow everything or try and follow as as much as I can in different states um, you can sort of pick up little bits here and there Mm -hmm. that you can also just apply to WA racing Um, so yeah that's do you punt over east as well little yeah um not as much as I used to um but I do I do enjoy a little dabble here and there yeah okay um it's hard not to. Some mm. <laughs> are you are you a selective type of punter where you're punting two or three races a day or one race a day or are you sort of a, a play most uh, most races type? Of um, look, I I'm, I am one that can advocate for turnover being up <laughs> every now and again. <laughs> um, all about turnover, but um, no, I I do normally try and nullify it down to you know three or four races in a meeting mm-hmm. um, where I'll have. A proper like bet or something like that and then there's some times where you get to a race and you go well, i i like this but i'm not overly keen on it so but if it wins i'm just going to be so pissed off with myself mm-hmm. um it's one thing that i'm trying to work on with betting is the mental aspect of it um where you kind of just got to let those sorts of races go um because i have kept a record of of them in the past and it's just kind of looking back it's sort of like you know what you probably could have done with just sitting back and watching and um but look that's just all part of the learning aspect and Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm getting better slowly so you're surrounding yourself with some sharp operators there uh not only locally but uh yeah, Mark Lamborn and um, Dream Team Matt. So, and the, uh, I guess the whole rant the racing, whole, yeah, the crew. whole team. Yeah, I mean, they're the the racing rant video videos that the fellows have done over a number of years, and prior to that, the punters show. They yep. were I gained a lot of knowledge and insight from those personally, and I've pretty much watched all of them somewhere along the line. And yeah, it's, it was really fascinating. It was one of the inspirations for doing the podcast as well. Yep. Just coming in and talking you know that like being able to um, talk about the nuances and the ins and outs rather than just doing that sort of 
uh, fingernail deep analysis. Like yep. the the rant guys, they um, they sort of shone a different line on what entertainment can be when you're going deep into yeah, racing analysis. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, um, and yeah, there's a uh, this is starting to sound like a plug for rant racing, but yeah. um, like you've got Glenn on there that mm. is Mountie Yard male, um, and he's you know taught a, a lot of people over the time, and it's just it's such a it's such an interesting sort of way about going about your punting where you put so much emphasis on how they parade. Mm. Um, Pete Anthony's is very similar. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, you know, one thing that I didn't... How do you go with that? I, I prefer to stay out. <laughs> I prefer mm. to stay out of it. Um, but like, it's it's one of those things where before sort of being in contact with them, I would I would look at the mound yard and say, oh, they're just walking around, they're waiting for the jockey to go up and off they go. Mm. Um, so it's, that's just another sort of um, aspect to put into you know, the way mm. you attack a race and, um, and you know, as you sort of get more intelligent with watching the markets fluctuate so late, you can understand, you know, if you do keep an eye on a runner that probably walks weird or, you know, has, you know, goes out with the, the clerk of the course, it's just like, and then you see the betting flux shove it right out the door, but you're like, hang on, I really like, I really like this <laughs> pre-mounting yard. And mm. it's just like, oh, this might have none. And most often not runs well, accordingly. The most... Recent example I can think of was Bunbury Cup Day. Charlton Eddy must have paraded poorly, and he yeah, was. That's, uh, that's funny. As was another. He threw, was apparently through Maddie. Um, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I remember watching the Betfair fluctuations on Bunbury Cup Day, yeah. and I was like chasing Charlton Eddy out. Yeah. And then I think I still took unders. I think it like might have been yeah, five dollars eighty BSP, something like think, that, yeah, or, or more. Was large. Um, and that was, that was a nice day with no real challenges. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was it's, that was purely off the back mm. of a poor parade. Or yeah. there's also I, a lot the other way though. Madame Tori was yeah. a dollar sixty to two thirty late and um, turned the corner and said, "I've had it." Yeah, I, I think so, I think one. But that, it's just about how it affects markets. So yeah, 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 it's, yeah it's not incredible. necessarily the result. Yeah, no. yeah. yeah. And it's just that um, one horse that. Um, I remember vividly was time to sizzle, time to sizzle. Mm. Rarely paraded very well, and it was like it was always very short when they open up because they know we know what it can do, yeah. and then you know within a within a minute of start time it's out to three forty three fifty betfair, and you're like, all right, something's not wrong. I'll let it go, and it <laughs> wins four mm. untouched, and it's yeah. like, well, okay. They got it wrong. Mm. Yeah, the old day. Having When we had Brittany on, um, she spoke about how some horses, like you just said, they actually play up every time and it's sort of important if you're going to watch them from the yard, I guess, which I have no idea on either, yeah. um, is which horses usually do do that because uh, it might be a horse that uh, traditionally looks quite poor in the yard or traditionally never looks happy in the yard yeah. and then comes out and um, gives them a touch-up. So it's all about uh, quantifying the drift, as I like to exactly say. But uh, right. that can be... Uh, Easier said than uh, said than done. Yeah, and you, and like, like you said, when you were chasing out Child and Eddie, it's yeah. um one thing that I've I sort of get sucked into a, more often than not is I do back the drift, mm-hmm. um, and I do get burnt every now and again. And you know when they do when it does come off, you kind of like yeah sweet <laughs> yeah I've got it right. But then when it does drift, you're like. I probably should have stopped the first or second time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> swings and swings and roundabout. Yeah, exactly right. But um. But Kev, you are a regular race goer, and it's clear that you absolutely love it. Yeah. And um, as evident by the fact that you're you're a participant, like you're there, you know, often um, punting, and um, you're active on Twitter and all that sort of stuff. But um, last Saturday, I uh, actually watched the Oaks with you and yes. Lockie Taylor, 
and um, we sat in bewilderment as Lunar Impact just kept kicking and uh, one of the great upsets really. Um, I think it was almost $100 on the horse on the rail to give a kick. Is that right? Well, the only horse from my memory, at least, to my review, is the only horse to give a good kick on the rail like that. It was um, theatre. So, it? yeah, so I just, just was just wanting to lead into a WA Oaks discussion. What did, what did you think of the, before I get to Terry, what did you think of the result? Yeah. Um, the result was hard to cop (laughs) (laughs) summing it up it was um yeah very hard to cop obviously i think i think i speak for a number of people that were involved in the oaks um betting wise a lot of people were on the overs in futures markets um you know even that even that monday um you know when everyone found out that salaya was coming out everyone just started piling into pure devotion, temptation. They mm-hmm. obviously started a lot shorter. Um, but, yeah, like, as a result, the, the result was hard to cop personally. Um, <laughs> so it's just yeah. – but it's just, again, one of those things where you get burnt. Talk mm. us through your emotions on the day, Terry. Uh, well, have we – I don't know if we explain but I had, I'm a big – Basically, futures are my biggest uh, outlay. I'm very confident with the futures, which not many people are. So I'll bet X amount of race. I'm happy probably betting about four times as much with futures racing. Can often burn you. You don't you get to the race with no runners or whatnot. But um, I was uh, guts in on um, pure devotion as a big result, an average price of about three seventy. Um, I had temptation money back at eight bucks square on the race and i'd had my third bet um was a big bet on lunar impact to run a place at an average price of 24 bucks um so look i was i was okay with the result was a profitable race and we were happy with the result um overall i guess but uh yeah it was at the hundred however however pure devotion was the big go um and would have been a massive result with the uh with the one two so i um yeah, I, I remember walking back to the table afterwards and I was just, I was in like a bit of disbelief. Like I was in shock to some degree that that just occurred. And everybody is texting me and all the like the bowlers I used to get on Lunar Impact because we, we started at $41 a place and we backed it down the whole way through. Every single one of them was messaging me going, geez, I hope you had a fill on the win elsewhere. I hope you had something on the so win. So tell the listeners, how, did you have a dollar on the win? Zero. Not one, and that's very unlike me yeah. as well. Because I think I marked it about thirty-five dollars the win. Um, yeah. So that's very unlike me not to have something on. But uh, I was convinced those two would clear out, which they sort of did. Yeah. Um, just one of them. Oh, they didn't. In the end, no, they didn't actually. There was only probably two lengths back to the rest. That so wasn't as big a gap uh, to the remainder of the field. I think the two class runners sort of came together. But uh, no, I didn't. Uh, allow for the um the toughness of the mario delina owned uh lunar impact mm. so yeah no it was uh, it was theater the theater of racing and um yeah we'll do it all again this weekend i reckon yeah absolutely and david harrison and jason whiting mm. com- will combine again for the uh, favorite in the caricata plate which they've, we will preview in time combined for a couple of feature race boil over winners recently yes. pinjara sprint cryptic glove that's yep. true yes um that would have been about 60 bucks 70 bucks bet ferris is that the only one in my mind, Jason Whiting's 
ran a couple anyway. Yeah, he's uh, definitely uh, he's a big race rider at the moment, Jase. He is a big race rider. So uh, congratulations to everyone. And I guess the other the other talking point was the Mel Vista Stakes. We had uh, Western Empire won his third uh, black type race in a row en route to the WATC Derby. Outback Jack sort of gave him a bit of a, bit of a run for his money. and um, But there was a little bit, I guess, that we probably need to discuss in terms of the, <laughs> the tactics in, in that particular race. So... Um, I think on course, I think a lot of people were um, post race anyway were questioning during the race. They were, and a lot of oh, people sorry, were, were questioning how William Pike managed to extricate himself off the uh, off the fence after being leaders back um, during the first portion of the race. There's a lot of fairly, um, I don't know many names, a lot of fairly astute minds in punting and a fairly astute names in punting have been around for a very long time saying, what did we just watch? Like, what, what just happened? So I think that has to be looked at as, there's two ways to look at it. Um, financially, the best part for me is I, I didn't bet on the race, so I, um, it didn't affect me what, what had occurred. Um, so it doesn't really... Uh, bother me in a, in that sense. I'm not talking from my pocket for once. As a first for everything, Kieran, <laughs> Kev. Um, but Clint's maybe his thought process could have been if I can tug the back of Western Empire, I can get second here. So, sorry, I forgot to lay out exactly what. Oh, happened. so yeah, yeah, so mid mid race, uh, Western Empire had the back of my friend Paul, as we alluded to in last week's mm-hmm. podcast, and said it's. The way it maybe gets beaten is Paul stops dead, as it did at the 800, as we suspected it probably would. The horse in the breeze, as you said, BJ would be out back. Jack gives a kick, um, and Western Empire just gets a um, gets a bit too far back in a six-horse field. It was unlikely, but that was the way it was probably... A checkered passage, yeah. That was how yeah. he was probably going to get beaten. But uh, Clint restrained from the 1-1. Aboard. Um, uh, aboard. Off we go. Yep. And um, and said to uh, said to Pike, you have my spot in the 1-1. Let him get off the fence, off the back of the tiring runner. And um, it just looked... Uh, just didn't look good for didn't racing. Good, no, but no, when you got a dollar thirty pop in a, in an awkward spot, I think um, I think Shooter McGrady would have been smart enough on Outback Jack to probably keep him tight in that pocket as well. Clint is yep. a pretty uh, strong jockey; he could have kept him tight in that and pocket. They, they weren't going that that fast. No, anyway. they, were, they were walking. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. So, and, and it could have made the race really, really, really interesting. But he let him out probably with the thought process. He can tack on and um, and it'll bring him into second place. But um, geez, it's uh, it wasn't a good look for racing, was it, Kev? No, yeah, it wasn't. It was um, certainly questionable. I mean, you like you you see it time and time again that Pike gets himself out of sticky situations as it is. Um, and you know, most of the time post race, a lot of us punters just go, "I mean, how the hell's he done that?" Mm. Right? But when you've got so many people post race saying the exact same thing, like gift wrap. Yeah, it was a birth. He, he basically got a birthday, mm. and he was kind of like, "Here, have this." And um, look, the horse is, pro- is probably too good for him anyway. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. but, but it didn't need the 1-1. One, one. Yeah. It didn't need the 1-1. No. One, one. But uh, that's, it shouldn't, it's but, not result-orientated. No, it's sense, not. It's, um, that's exactly right. The, 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 the decision-making process yes. is questionable. What else is questionable is there was no mention in the stewards report. Yeah, that's that was the that's, worst part. Surely for that's me. that's not good. That enough. was the worst part for me. Yeah. At least question him and ask him. And then Clint might have said, "I wanted the back of the thing to try and run second because we think it was just unbeatable. ask the question." Fair enough. That's, you know, that's, that's um, all. Just ask him. Yeah, and I mean it's it's because I mean with my following of East Coast racing, questions are asked all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you always see it, and then you know you, you go through and you read it, and you go, "Yeah, they didn't really have to ask that question." Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, but when you but then at the same time, like if they didn't, you'll be like, oh, they probably could have asked the question. So it's kind of like a yep. it's a it's a lose lose situation for stewards. 
But on this occasion, they really probably should have asked the question of well, I just don't the decision making. It was, I mean, it was in, it was an incorrect decision. Yeah, yeah, exactly make, right. It was, it was tactic, tactically unsound. Yeah, I'm not even the dollar eighteen pop leaders back, and like it wasn't as if off we go was a hundred to one. It was like it was third favorite. Yep. You know, yes. six horse. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't win whatever. But still, you got to you got to do the best thing by your horse. Yeah, agree. And give your horse every possible yeah. chance to defeat to try and manufacture a way of defeating the odds on pop and yeah. by i don't know maybe maybe he was just content to race for second i'm not sure but yeah i'm more at least upset asking. as as kev just said i'm more upset at the stewards and then clint as well yeah. everyone on track as and you said we're, we're all talking about it everybody is talking about yeah. it it's impossible to miss and um not a question to ask and then they're asking questions on all the like the wrong races where a, a jockey is a bit too like impatient. They they asked they they pulled Mitch Pateman in for his ride on Platinum Bull. Yeah, get, do you know I they, watched that again thinking, gee whiz, there's not much in that. And then Kira Yule on Pure Devotion, yeah, she waited a bit long to go, but I mean Pikey waits that long to go every time. Kira's yeah, probably got that in his mind. They're probably I didn't hold up for a run. I didn't mind that. The Mitch Pateman thing was interesting on Platinum Bull. It said so for the listeners out there, if you haven't seen the replay. Payton ends up three wide, no cover from gate four, right? So the questions the questioners are, uh, was asked about his ride, and and then they the stewards in their wisdom said, in future we we would prefer if you um, looked for gaps. No, if, if you if you covered less ground in running, and it's like, that well, was dog that, shit. That was like, like hang on, like I think I think Mitch knows that he get got people that. that know what they're doing in the stewardship. It's just it's. Yeah, it's farcical at the moment. There is just yeah. just it, picking and choosing so sporadically. I mean, I, again, I brought this race up. Sorry, Kevin. No, it's, it's an interesting comment from them to make, especially when Mitch has had success on the horse before. Mm. He knows exactly how to ride it. And yeah. he, he got off straight away uh, from my understanding and he said to the connections that um, he, he basically sacked himself on her. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I feel like that's why Pike's on this weekend. Um, he just said, look, I just can't get it to go at the moment. Mm. Um and so he obviously knew that um, she raced below her best. But, you know, I mean, that sort of question from the stewards, like, we prefer you to cover less ground. Like, mm. I'm sure oh, he's aware of is, that. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure oh, he's aware 100%. of that. So, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> he probably, and the thing is, is that it, to, to wrap this in a bow, they pick up Mitch on something like that. And all, all that's happened is he's jumped from four. There's two horses inside him. They both kicked up and held the exact same spot. And he's got left three wide, no cover. Yet they don't ask questions about the Melvista on Saturday. Like, I, it just yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Nothing makes sense what the stewards do. It's a, uh, yeah, no, not big on it. Again, watch the race at York a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Lalo versus uh, Lexton Gambler. No one's going to look at a five horse. Narragin, yeah. sorry. Um, if that, yeah, if there wasn't something up there, then. Hmm. Well, yeah, um, the stewards might listen to the first part of this podcast and hopefully that's the bashing over, but. I'll um I'll be bringing something up in race two. Okay, good. I look well, forward so. to it, Kev. Well, we look. It's great to have Kev on the show, and um, we uh, uh, have yeah we've got to know him a little bit better, and uh, looking forward to getting stuck into this preview. But before we do, Terry, what about our sponsors? Our sponsors, yes. Uh, who are our sponsors, BJ? <laughs> Uh, let's make sure we stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competitions. And do we have a uh, competition for the uh, the Racing League? We're giving away a couple of tickets to that uh, all-inclusive um, party we on are. the 17th of April. Correct, Terry. That's the WA Black Arts Launch Owners Events 
Saturday, April 17, up in the Director's Lounge. You ever been up in the Director's Lounge, Kev? I don't yeah. think I've had the pleasure of mm. yet. So, um, you just caught him with a mouthful of pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Terry, I don't know if you've been up to the Director's Lounge. Have you? Post Caracatta, perhaps? But um, it's uh, quite. A uh, quite a spot to watch the races unfold from an Ascot racecourse. It is the best of the best up there. So we are giving away two tickets to the WA Black Arts launch party, and um, we will discuss this prior to the Caracatta Plate as well. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to ask our listeners to tweet us who they think will win the Caracatta Plate and a Betfair starting price as yep. well. Two decimal points. Two decimal place points. So this is similar to the uh, Betfair merchandise competitions we were running that most yep. people will be, most of our listeners will be familiar with. But we will uh, we will outline this again closer to the Caracatta plate. But what we're going to be looking for today is the winner of the Caracatta plate, a Betfair starting price, and if you are the nearest to pin, then you uh, will get two passes to the WA Black Arts launch event, Ascot Racecourse, Saturday, April seventeen. Yes, I. Uh, you'll be able to be on course to watch Be Optimistic win the um, size. Very good. Yes. Yeah. Can you bet futures? No. Size yet? No, there's no, no uh, noms for that until the, the week. I don't think so. Okay. No. no futures for size. Okay, we can't uh, we can't get involved at no. this early stage, but put that in your black book. Mm. Be Optimistic, of course, is uh, going around at Ascot on Good Friday unless there's a scratching and she may sneak into the Caracatta plate field because she's Fingers currently crossed. first emergency. Kev, Terry, it's time to start our Caracatta Plate preview. Let's get cracking. Rail is in the two-metre position on Saturday. Uh, that's Saturday, April the, April 3. Uh, maximum of 30 degrees, partly cloudy. Um, well, I think we've got easterly winds turning southeasterly during the afternoon. Good for track. Um what are you expecting out there at uh, headquarters on Saturday, Terry? Uh, two metres should play. Should really play on pace. Mm. Um, yeah, you would not want to be coming from too far rearward unless there's a really suitable map. But um, in saying that, and we're about to touch on them all. There are a few maps which I think could be really suitable for horses out the back. So um, I definitely feel that if you've got a nice horse who can settle in the first couple or, or lead, uh, you're going to be advantaged. Advantage. Very good. All right, let's get going. Race one is the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Autumn Series. Heat number one. Uh, this is at 12.23 p.m. So the first of nine at 12.23 p.m. 1,000-meter event. And um, we better welcome our guest, Kev. Yeah, kick Kev off, Evans. What have you got for us in this... Kevin's. Uh, Kevin's in this uh, West Speed Platinum heat. All right, well... Um do one of you guys want to touch on the map first? Well, the map looks uh, sticky. I uh, it looks sticky to sticky try and um, to try and sticky a bit of Snoop Dogg just <laughs> appeared. Uh, it looks sticky to try and get it bang on. Uh, stack of speed though. Um, it's Tiffs and Bosnip. Yep. Round the point to me look the three quickest with the way they're drawn. So maybe um, it's Tiffs can get across Scooter's machine, and I think we'll find the a thousand a bit zippy to hold the front. Um, Bosnip goes quick enough. Round the point might be the quickest of the lot on its day. Yep. Um, so it's it's sticky. It's sticky. Icky, icky. Uh, up front there. <laughs> Pink and grey from 10 will only roll forward. So you'd think uh, Chrissy Graham will lead up a three-wide line. 
or a four wide line even jeez it could yeah, be well a, City Circle might be three wide no cover the yeah it could game. be I think yeah. City Circle will, I think Chris Parnham and Neville Parnham will be smart enough to let the rest go and try okay. and tuck in um, with all that speed there might be able to actually find a really nice spot in a three wide line actually and um, probably leaves Pikey on due west maybe three back defence potentially uh, it can go quickly early though I may try to hold scooters out back. and yep. get the leaders back so there's a lot of ways it can eventuate see I don't think we want to go too deep in that sense um requisition's been flying so there's no reason it can't jump out and hold a spot too but with all that speed in there probably ends up three pairs back one off yeah it, it was first out the other day i think requisition wasn't yep. it? yeah and previous start sat in the breeze when uh, miss katiki um gunned him down so um yeah sticky map i reckon kev yeah absolutely absolutely concur with that um look with the amount of speed in the race like you said i came into the meeting going you know well, on speed's probably going to be favorable um probably you know forward of midfield you probably want to find those sorts of horses but with the amount of speed in this first race i'm landing on requisition mm-hmm. um and i'm relatively keen like she hey uh, he sorry yeah he, he seems to be just one of those horses in this race which is a horse for course it's 1000 meter horse out and out last start was huge three deep no cover um, when obviously being beaten by quite a smart one in Amasinas, um, who's since come out, won again on Saturday. Miss Kentiki's also gunned him, gunned him down and then won again since both, you kind of look at those two horses and you go, what would those two horses do to this field? I think right. Westernized one after it beat him think, as well. Yeah. So, yep. so, you know, the form's on the board. He was massive last start. Um, it's a you know, this might be a little bit rough on Lucy, but I think this is a positive jockey change with Brad on. Um, back in grade as well, enough speed to just suck up in between and get one last crack at him with what looks like an ec- economical run from three. So, um, yeah, landed with him on top as quite a convincing favourite. Um, he's, uh, he's about 360 at the moment. Plenty. Yeah, so, yeah, look, I had him 290, but mm-hmm. I will... I will declare that I'm still learning <laughs> learning prices and um, and sort of changing a few things to try and get the right balance. But, yeah, that's the way I've got it. Um, I thought it was interesting, no trial from Due West. Um, mm. you Very high course, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, Jason Pateman, he does normally trial them, but they're usually like just a soft trial and just like I, I clearly remember um, before Noble Lawrence's first start, it was one of the softest trials and yeah. they, they seemed to find it just before uh, that race and ran on um, super for third on its debut. But It's probably um, ready to go, I'd suggest. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I would say it's fit enough. Um, from barrier one, does Pike kick up and try and go box seat or mm-hmm. something like that? Um, and then, yeah, I found it interesting. Scooter's Machine was the first time at 1,000 over his 37 race start. Yeah, it looked so, odd placement back to, mm, from the 1,400 yeah. back to the 1,000 for Scooter's. This, this deep into a prep as well. The, the sprint would, you'd think, would be a little bit out of those uh, slightly older legs. Only six, actually. Scooter's probably shouldn't mm. give him old. That's a bit harsh, isn't it? Um, but I think Kev BJ has middled that. I reckon there's not much more I can add. I think Requisition's one of my better bets in the day. I'm 270, Kev, so... 
Um, and I reckon with the jockey change, there will be good money for requisition. The Amasinus Miskintiki form lines are uh, jumping off the page uh, with what those two runners did at their next start. Um, we will need a little bit of luck mm. just with yeah. all these speed horses in it. But um, Could be yeah. a few roadblocks as well. There will be a few mm. roadblocks, but uh, as Kev said, if, if we just get out with 150, 200 to go, mm. I think will be the sharpest horse uh, over the last 150. And um, yeah, he's in career best. So I think three and a half is enough to have a punt on some luck. Look at you and Brett Pope, real bromance. It's three it's three in a row, hey, yeah. I'm tipping him as well. Yeah, it's three in a row. Look at you go. She's um, enchanted. was probably a, well, it was a good thing licked, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, we'll through that. maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, flip of the coin for me. I really liked your uh, requisition as well, but I've ended up going for the Wizard Pikey, Jew West. If he can just bounce this, this mare out, get to land, get to try and hold that leader's back position. What do you reckon leaders, what do you reckon will lead? It's Tiff. Yeah, is yeah. that a back you want to be on? That's 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 the first <clears throat> thing I came up with as well. With, it'll with it'll get him to the it'll get him to the to the straight top yeah, of the straight. Just need, does its tiff lay out? I didn't actually go deep into that. Mm, good question. Mm. Yeah, there is one thing about its tiff I've written down here. It'll be winning a maiden very soon. Yeah, um, I thought it was interesting to come to this sort of race following the Petit La Femme sort of yeah. uh, methodology. Yeah, yeah, but um, I certainly think that Saturday is probably not her day, but. Um, Follow her going forward and she'll be winning. she wins on Saturday, yeah. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, so. Not as diplomatic. Uh, yeah, if, yeah, regardless. I've gone for Pikey. First up, due west. Uh, this horse has won four races, all four races, ridden, ridden by who? Terry? W Pike, yeah. W Pike. So this is a Pike special, this this mare. Uh, last preparation, one at, uh, where are we? Kicked off its preparation, was beaten 2.7 lengths in a 1,000-meter graduation behind Cheston Flyer. Second in that race was Riverbow. Third in that race was Miss Frost. Sixth in that race was Zebel. Good form references there. Then uh, ran second at Ascot behind Cocky Joy, who we'll be talking about later in the day. Went to Bunbury, beat its stablemate Indigo Blue, and its two Ascot runs uh, following that were both good. What's that um, Indigo Wild replay for? Indigo, what did I say? Indigo, best, Indigo yeah, Wild. What's yeah. that for one of the best uh, rides you'll ever see from 11 as well? That was, Yeah, that was a peach mm. from Pike. Uh, admittedly, the... Two, last two Ascot runs prior to a break were both 1,200-meter runs, but I thought she was she was pretty good under the circumstances, has good starting price profile as well. She was $5.50 in a race that contained excellent dream last start. Uh, from gate one, wizard on board, let him do his thing. Obviously, requisition, very hard to beat, but I, in a flip of the coin, I ended up going for the top jock and gate one, due west on top. Yeah, luck in running I think will play a major part. If uh, whoever gets the best run out of those two should be winning it and uh, if they both get held up, it could be City Circle, three wide line who can make uh, his her way into the race. But, um, yeah, good, uh, good, interesting race to kick the day off. And if uh, interesting to see what the, how the track is playing. Horse that has, does have a booming finish fresh when on song is a horse called Tinto Bell, mm -hmm. so it'll be getting back and running on. This is one of those races where even though we, we should be, it's early in the day, there's an easterly, it should be whoever leads wins, but I don't think the race is set up that way. Yeah. So um, we'll learn a lot. If, if it's Tiffs gives a big kicks in front of the 50, you'll know you, it's going to be very hard to make ground all day. Okay. Race number two on Karakata Plate Day is the Schweppes Handicap. Three-odd race, 1,100 metres, and, uh, yeah, not a bad little nine-horse, uh, eight-horse field, rather. There's, um, you know, these aren't 
the best of the best when it comes to our three-year-old sprinters, but there's some up-and-coming types, different form lines, a couple of first-uppers as well. Guru, I'll throw to you. What did you end up, how did you end up playing this particular race? Well, this is a this is a cracking race for opinions. I'll quickly mm. ask it to you. Who did you mark favourite, just in a word? Icy Red. Who did you mark favourite? Icy Red. Icy Red, okay. Most will probably mark Icy Red favourite, fair enough. I mark Spice Delight favourite, a, a lengthy favourite. Um, I... With I see red, I see red. Um, and I know Luke's listening. Just text me actually saying that Zeebel's a moral. Um, we'll knock off clairvoyance on <laughs> on uh, on Saturday as well. I think you might have been joking. Um, but I see red's last victory, uh, big margin, um, blah blah blah. But the the way that race was run, I'm not I'm not using that as a form reference. No, it was a barrier trial. Yeah. It was a barrier trial at best. Uh, previous two efforts, I thought were only fair. Even the run behind Island Charm before that, I thought was only fair. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm just gonna have a little knock on I see red. I see red, despite the way that uh, should be finding the back of Spice Delight. But um, I marked this, I marked basically, I think, five horses within about $2.50. Gave Spice Delight favoritism on the, uh, just from the fact that she will be in front. Um, she ran 55.84 in a recent trial and still under a bit of a hold. And the prior 600-meter trial um, before that one, she uh, finished alongside Rain, Rain God, God, who they yep. absolutely belted in betting on debut and got the job done. So, um, look, I'm not not tipping her with any degree of, of confidence um, in the slightest, but, um, yeah, I think she's – is she at the moment? 7.50 or so? Uh, six, yeah, seven fifty. Yep, seven fifty. I think is uh, for a horse that's going to be out in front, and there shouldn't be a huge amount of pressure. I think Sassy Trader breezes. Yep, if getting out of the gates. I thought, um, thought Sassy Trader was really good. Huge. Yeah. It's the one I wanted to be on. I yeah. thought I'd get a price. It's the one I thought I would see a long quote about. So, um, yeah, cra- cracking race. Uh, I'm ha- I'm looking to take on Island Charm and Giancana from the gates. They're the two I'm not putting a line through, but willing to. Um, they're the two I've marked double figures. So well, they're my two take-ons. There's fast horses that are going to be two, three lengths ahead of it, and they're going to have to run exactly pretty right. quick. Yeah. Icy Red, Sassy Trader, um, and Spice Delight. Delight are going to be leader, leaders back, and Breeze. Hell's so, Bell probably holds up 1-1. One, one. Yeah, Hell's yep. Bell probably. And, and if you go back to Hell's Bell's... Um, Forget, again, forget it went around last start and the previous start at Led, which is in its go. If you go back to its previous run behind Vedette to Star alongside our boy Dylan, um, Christy Parnham Charlton, goes on. Charlton Eddie. Charlton Eddie. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it was just as good as Charlton Eddie, just about. Yeah, I, so, like, I like the booking. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's not impossible from that map. And, and Strathmore Rose is, is what it's been doing in Albany. It, it's huge. So, can't discount any of Roy's. So, whew, all happening in this race. So I'm, uh, yeah, no, a race I'm more interested to watch than Beth. Do you think there's a chance that this trial was a bit too good, Spice Delight? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to. Uh, I didn't really want to be on. I, I thought it would go. I thought it would be shorter than it currently is. I thought there'd be some um, boom with the trial, but there's a big difference between race day pressure yep. and the fact this is 1100 as well, not a thousand. Do you um, know why this horse has been off the scene for so long? No, no, I don't. Okay. I don't. Um, it's funny if you watch its debut as well. It went to the breeze, and Craig Staples sort of tried to settle it in the breeze. I think if you just let it roll to the top, past just a pinch, it probably wins that and wins it really well. But um, Tell you what, Marty Allen can trade, as Kev touched on earlier, he can train a, a quick little uh, dashy mare. And, like, um, actually, we should mention Time to Sizzle. I yeah. Think, um, passed during the week. So, uh, condolences to all um, connections and to Marty. Um, she was a, a huge $500 purchase for him and went um, went uh, went super. So, well, actually, um, when New had Brave had her first start for us, yeah, the race was won by Time to Sizzle, yeah, and there was a big exactly syndicate. Right. They're all. 
It, they were all celebrated the win, let her in. It was great scenes in the mounting yard post race, and only a month or two later, and she's she's passed. It's mm. uh, the great game. It's a it's a great leveler, isn't it? You Certainly, can, is. yeah. So it's uh, yeah. As Terry said, condolences to everyone involved, and with Marty Allen stable and, and time to sizzle, and um, yeah, that's just just part of it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, Kev, look. Um, you had something to talk about. Yes, I did. Um, confidence is not high. No. Uh, it's, it's a very, very, very good deep race for only eight horses in it. Um, but something I did want to touch on was the steward support from that birthday that I see red, I see red got. Um, Hell's Bell from Barrier One was supposedly commenced awkwardly, but I watched the race. That's what it says. Oh. I watched it at least five times to make sure I wasn't seeing things. I was looking at the wrong colours. It jumped out in front of them all and was strangleholded. Yeah, heavily, back. heavily restrained. Yeah. How and, do you get away with that? Like, how can you write that in the stewards' report? And it just it it leaves me. What does that even mean? Commenced awkwardly. Means when you I, when you read that, what do you think it means? Oh. I'm just watching it just now. So, sorry, yeah, I, I've been saying it, but I didn't realise it said that. That's um, oh, come and grow up. So it's 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 jumped long neck in front of everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, it's strangled back, and I see red. I see red's take. I mean, Mitch's taken advantage of that hell's bell being strangled back, and he's just gone to the front and had the biggest birthday. I mean, they didn't mm-hmm. go fast. I mean, Mr. No, Sarah sort of just yeah, they, to, yeah, Mr. Sarah went back as well. Yeah, I and they went horribly, horribly slower than it was, mm. and. It, it, and then after they said commenced awkwardly, they've gone, it raced keenly throughout the early stages. Well, I wonder why. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it, just wanted, it just wanted to go. Um, and it just, yeah, it just has me baffled. And I, I don't know if it was maybe just writing to instructions that they didn't want to lead because of um, how she sort of died off. Um, Desperate not to lead. That's the way. That's well, the it's way it looked. looked. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if you can... Yeah, as a trainer, you can give your um, instructions, but then when it ha- when something like pans out like it did and it jumps in front, just I think you just got to like cop it, don't you? Um, but also, like, what what's wrong with just making the horses drawn outside? You just like earn the lead. Yeah, exactly. You you, yeah, you might not want to lead, but something else is is going to cross you, and if yeah. they're not going to come across with speed, you're just going to end up there anyway. Yeah, so exactly. rather than like restrain heavily from like the first one or two strides, yeah. let it find its feet and let something work past you, do a bit of work. Yeah. So I think the stewards need to have another look at that and maybe reopen in the race and um, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> good luck. Good, good luck. luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably watch the replay again or um, improve. Um, just be better. Yeah, just be better. Um, <laughs> but look, um, the way I sort of saw this is that from um, with Spice Delight in one, she'll bounce out, she'll lead. Icy Red will sit outside lead. Um, I'd be surprised if it didn't pan out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Sassy Trader will work across as well, but I loved the run of Sassy Trader, like last start, but then I sort of have a little conviction on it from the way Divine Pair came out next start and sort of just... You know, got got out, hit the line hard, but it was just kind of like bleh. 
Um, Apple schnapps went poorly yesterday too from that same line. So I've just got a few convictions on that as a race. Um, our boy Dylan's obviously got talent. We know that. Sassy Trader's got her uh, his fair share of talent as well. But it's just a little meh for me. Strathmore Rose, I imagine that'll be the Roy horse that probably goes forward. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I'd be surprised if they didn't if he didn't send one of them forward. I don't think Island Charm over 1,100 no. would the pace to go with those. Um, a month between runs for Island Charm's interesting. It's got the form on the board with kissing all four cheeks, but at the star, who I'm surprised isn't lining up in the Karakata. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Gemma's son in the Magic Millions. But um, look, this is a very deep race. I thought Giancana's trial was super. Um, you don't have. I don't think you really need to know much about trials to identify that, though. Um, she looks like she's come back a pretty um, smart, ho- smart filly. Um, the form two point two lengths behind Chantalk reads quite well. Yep. Um, and she's obviously improved. William goes on. I mean, the Miller stable. The stable's improved. The, the stable is absolutely yep. airborne. Barrier eight probably means she drifts. Um, so she could. She could honestly be a, a late a late bet for me. Um, but, you know, outside of Spice Delight, Giancana, and I see red, I see red, I'm probably not getting involved. Um, mm, yeah. But, yeah, look, one of the deeper races on the card, I thought. I like I see red. I can see Spice Delight leading, for obviously, from one, Sassy Trader coming, coming, working forward to be outside leader and... I feel as though Icy Red, Icy Red is going to be leaders back, getting the uh, getting the run, which they always. Want. I don't think they're that keen to lead on this horse, Terry. Um, no, and they it does want to. Um, he's always wanted to teach but, uh, him to sit. But the the spicy light looks like she's just a fast filly, so I imagine they're just going to yeah. tear along, which leaves Icy Red almost in the perfect spot. Just needs to Mitchie Pateman just needs to angle out into space to. Um, uh, unless Spice Light rolls off, I suppose, but uh, get some clear galloping room. I just really, yeah, he walked, sprinted, but he just looked like he had his dash back um, the other day. I um, can see he's just going to land in the right spot, and um, I think this is a good setup for Icy Red, Icy Red. I'm not as down as um, as some on his previous form. I thought his second placing to Island Charm, Gemma's son in third was good. Magic Moon's run. A bit of a forget run for me. And I thought that hot Z run uh, at Bunbury was actually quite good. Even though it says he's been beaten 3.1, I think hot Z won by two and a half lengths that day. So it was a bunch finish for fourth, and they included Secret Plan, Vedette de Star, Alpha and Omega, and there was another horse in there who was fighting out the finish as well. So I actually thought that run was good. And, um, yeah, I'm, I actually think this is a good option for – Luke Fernie and Mitchell Payton with the IC Red, IC Red. I was 380. D-Day for IC Red. Yeah, we'll I, learn here. You're right. This is the right this setup. Is the, this, this is the right, is the right setup. setup. Yeah. Uh, I just, um, yeah, this is D-Day. So, um, yeah, good luck to Luke. Good luck to Luke Kyle. Uh, that's for me. I'm looking for 330 and above IC Red and I'll be playing. Oh, there you go. Tough old race, but a uh, very, very interesting race. Uh, moving on, race number three, Byron Bay Premium Lager Handicap over the 1,400 metres for the three-year-olds again. Um, this was probably our McManus moment for the day. I think Bradley went up 7, 750. Billy ain't silly, um, which should have been Bradley is silly, shouldn't <laughs> it? Um, I'm not necessarily uh, a huge Billy ain't silly fan here, but uh, that did look a little bit lengthy, Bradley. Um, 
It's just uh, a. Right, what did you mark, Billy? Oh, I think I marked Billy 360 type thing. What were you um, thinking, Kev? I personally had him $10, so I thought Brad got it. Oh, there you right. go. I stand, oh, jeez. I stand, with, I stand with Brad. I stand with Brad. What did yeah. you have him? 450. 450. So yeah. I, I might have been on the thin side there, but I gave him some really positive uh, positive vibes with the uh, the barrier draw. Had him probably leaders back and Lactar going Lactar. on for Jerry. You're getting yeah, a, probably yeah. an upgrade. Uh, in and two yeah, and, your, and your two kegs. Yeah. So uh, the Mauritian magicians, uh, Keshaw as well, are uh, absolutely flying at the moment. There's some free weight at, uh, at the minute. but um, Free weight, free money. Free weight, free money. Yeah. But, um, look, I, I'm looking forward to a more aggressive ride. Um, the price has disappeared a bit. I haven't got on yet, which is upsetting. So I'll probably wait for Betfair, the exchange. But um, I'm going to probably look at backing Alpha and Omega uh, each way here. I um, think the rides have been a little bit defensive its last couple. It's pinging the lids. Wouldn't surprise me if they lead, if they get taken on a special view. Can take the back of um, can take the back of that horse, but uh, I, I'd just like to see a more aggressive ride on Alpha and Omega. If you look at his win versus Ibiza, you look at his win versus time scale, they were both run at a far stronger tempo than his first and second up run, which have been an absolute dawdles. Um, I think he'll be suited by um, by being ridden uh, in a more truer run horse race, but it's a deep race, guys. It is a deep race. I, um, yeah, those Alpha and Omega, that's a good good word for it. Defensive rides, um, first up at Bunbury and second up at Ascot. Could have easily led both those two races, um, sort of uh, riding for position more than the way that the race is. It's interesting if you watch that last start race, Indigo Blue was second last, I think, and she's, Rich Pateman's just said, well, bugger this, I'm just going to roll forward and mm-hmm. chance my arm and. Probably um, didn't help his – well, yeah, he probably did help his chances in a little bit, but he had to make the race. No one else was going to make yeah. the race. Jason Wyden was taking his time working his way to the front. I think Blow Me Out, who's a noted sort of back marker, yeah. was leading early, so yeah. which was very strange. That whole, He ended up last on the turn. That very strange um, way that that race – panned out so but yeah so i'm improving i'm expecting improvement from and a more positive ride from alpha and omega as well but i am i'm on the billy ain't silly train here um first up third against the older horses at pinjara 1200 meters sort of got impeded for clear running when jerry wanted to get right into him and paul harvey on western eyes that was a beautiful steer kept jerry in a pocket let loose and she got out was doing her uh, billy got out and was doing his best work late then jerry said i'm gonna bugger this i'm gonna take luck out of the equation sold him to the front with 60 kilos second up pinjara 1200 meters and he just kept rolling for a quite a decisive win over safety bay who had eight kilos less and then has subsequently come out and run second at its following start i think billy actually is going to derive significant benefit from that run i think on the day that Last up in Win, I think was the on Vince Accardi's figures, his adjusted figures was the best performance of the day. Uh, Lactar going on, finds a rail in front. Nice little claim there really as well. Legs. Yeah. Well, it doesn't jump all that well, does it? No, no. I wonder if whether um, whether Lactar can get him. Especially at the 1400, it's only go there, it failed. They might. I just thought they'd be semi-content. They might um, be. And yeah. does uh, a little bit of a defensive jockey at times as well. Yeah. Um, if Big Cole tells him to lead and be desperate, he should be able to hold the spot from the rail. But, um, I wonder what, what hap- what, whether their tactics change depending on what happens in races Would you be disappointed if they are going leaders back? No, no. no I, I think that's okay. Yeah. For anyway. and yeah, as long as they're rolling along and Billy's in – 
the, the, the one thing I don't, wouldn't want him to be leaders back is if they're walking. That, yeah. That's not a good spot for him. So he needs galloping room. He needs tempo. He needs um, a bit of space. So I think this is a really nice third-up option for Billy Ainsley. He look, he's always looked a sad day horse um, to my eye. I think he can get off, get off the mark here. Billy Ainsley to win. Noble Lawrence, really, really nice three-year-old in the making, up-and-comer. He got gifted a win the other day as well. That was a that was a walk, and um, Lucy cut the corners, produced him at the right time, and he belted them. Um, but um, yeah, as expected but, as well. As expected, yeah. yeah. I think he was uh, he that traded. Was I think Castillo de Lago came out of that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was an absolute gift. And the horse that ran seconds, Speedbird ran thirty, came out, couldn't walk. Mastermore ran fourth, came out, couldn't walk, but. Um, yeah, it's still a good win. It was a good win. It was a gift. He's just a nice horse. I mean, yeah. he hasn't yeah. he hasn't done a lot wrong prior to that either. The hot Z first up. Where does was, he end up though? Yeah, I reckon he could be full hot, back. Yeah, maybe not that far back. He doesn't yeah. jump. He just does not get out the gates. Okay. Um, the reason last start it might look in the last two starts it looks like he doesn't begin all that badly is because it was races with no so speed. Slow, yeah. That was so slow. Look at this race where you've got five or six horses who want to race in the first five or six. Yeah. They'll all get a spot before him unless he's learned a lot from that. So yeah. that's my worry with the Easterly that he's going to be giving Billy a three-length head start. Fair enough. He'll, he'll be he'll be running on regardless. I think this is why I really like Billy Ainsley. I think there's a few horses that aren't suited by their draws and by the map. Uh, interesting to see special View the former Peter's Investments three-year-old uh, was purchased by Connections uh, and by the new Connections and Hayden Ballantyne is the new trainer um, has had a bit of success with Peter's cast off as Hayden and um, first up led all the way at Bunbury over twelve sixteen second up jumped to sixteen ninety and um, that was a bit of a gift as well. Sort of cruised along out in front. At, Just, um, there's at, gifts galore, yeah, isn't there? They were yeah. special views. Two wins were two of the softest gifts. That yeah. ride on, that ride on wins a lot um, from Jason Whiting to not, to not have race awareness of the fact there was one danger in that yeah. race and not have the race awareness I'm have to use my horse a little bit for the better gate to hold its back uh, I'm probably not as strong on the fact that it still definitely would have beaten it because it would have he would have had to use the fuel to hold yeah. the back um, but he definitely goes very close um, but they're just just the the lack of race awareness um, yeah surprised me on that occasion Interesting, Terry. 12, 16, 16, 90, back to the 1400. Can do it all, apparently. Uh, so, Richie Pateman will no doubt try and be positive again. But I just can't see this horse getting the, the lead, the soft lead like it's got. First I think, that's, I think that's, a, that's a pretty important point you raised there, BJ. Um, both those starts for special view were dead set gifts. On um, leader by services, too. Yeah. And look, and the thing with Mitch. I mean, I mentioned it in that last race with Icy Red. He just manages to get on speed so easily with so many horses, and and it just Chris, it Chris just Parnham, comes Chris Parnham's good at it as well. He almost yeah. gets to the front and bullies everyone. Why and everyone's like, oh, well, Chris knows what he's doing. Yeah, we'll just follow him. And uh, yeah, he's recently he's been able to. And, yeah, like, what was that two year old that's uh, flying missile midweek yeah. the other day? Like, come on, they just went so yeah. slow, and he was just. He just dictated, so exactly. Yeah, um, I I am interested to see. I mean, I, I don't see how Special View can win any other way. I think Mitch has to go forward um, and chance his hand, even though he's drawn out in seven. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes forward and finds himself maybe outside lead and putting a bit of pressure on 
Um, who was it you guys said would leave? I thought Billy ain't silly, but um, Terry was thinking maybe they go for an Alpha and Omega. Or Special yeah. View. Or special I, view. Think, I think those yeah. two might end up in front unless there's real strong instructions to lead on and Billy. Yeah. What does Kira do with Astro Warrior from 10? Uh, aggressive, yeah. but it aggressive. can't jump. So I reckon Kira, with this race being run at a stronger tempo, I just think Kira's on a hiding to nothing here. This is the wrong race. I, I'd scratch it, to be honest. Well, it's, I mean, they, they got their money finally last start. It was um, such a big win. You don't miss the start. Work to the breeze and then yeah. put them away like that. And the Fibonacci goes okay. It was a pretty tough... I mean, they were, they were running on empty late. I think they're... I think they're all running on empty that race, weren't they? Yeah. Um... But yes, I, I, the one thing I'll say about Billy Ain't Silly, you've got a 450 VJ. I reckon the 390 I can see best at the moment. Yeah, don't, don't reckon it gets better. I reckon it's trickling. I reckon it's trickling, that. Yeah. I re- well, my notes are that Billy will be the money horse here. I wouldn't yeah. surprise me to see Billy trade fair exchange to 8293 bucks. Even though this is deep, I just think the money will come for Billy. Okay. That's that's my feel, is that the money will come for Billy. So if you, are, if you are backing Billy, it might be worth having something on now. If you're backing something else, it might be worth what waiting. You, what are you guys saying about Chicklet? Just that I can't have the apprentice on from last with the Easterly. I think Chicklet is the best horse in the race, to be honest with you. I reckon if if Chicklet drew a hole and we could have it a bit closer, but just with the Easterly coming from last with the apprentice, I just just can't have it. Um, It, I I agree completely with that. Um, It was interesting before last start, I had it and Temptation out of to, to pick. Right? Mm. I was like, who, who, who do I back here? I was right. the same as you, I think. <laughs> and I was graying up totally because of what Chicklet was coming out of, the Breeders, the Guineas, and I kind of felt like maybe she was just running in races where, you know, she was just out of her grade. Like she's, and Because her first up win was awesome. Mm-hmm. Right? She, tried, she tried super. She took that to race day. Um, and then she just found a number of horses too good in the Guineas and Breeders plate. Um, yeah. But last start... She, one thing I will note is that Temptation split the middle and got the most economical run of all time, whilst Chicklet found itself wobbling around the bend, mm. going the widest, and still managed still managed to get within three three to four lengths of Temptation. And we obviously seen what Temptation's done in I think the Chicklet Oaks. Really peaked yeah, Admiral well. Promo went past Chicklet late. I think that's why yeah. they didn't go onto the Oaks. They probably thought she didn't run it out. They so. didn't think the Admiral Promo form would hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. But what do you guys say about her dropping back to 14? That's that's perfect. 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 We want yep. her at the 1400. That's bang on. Um, it's just from Matt's point of view. She's, she's going to be giving Billy six. Noble Lawrence will be sprinting alongside her. Um, she'll be giving Alpha and Omega five. Uh, standout Rose will get the economical run three back. The fence, who is yeah. a, a really nice horse. Nice horse. Yes. Just yep. think it's going to be difficult for Jason Whiting to extricate yeah. uh, a path. So for me, the issue is um, it's just purely Matt for Chicklet. On, on a day where I don't think it'll suit it. Yeah. All right. Fair. What do you think, Terry? Uh, Alpha and Omega each way, and I think we're going to get a better price late. Um, I'm pretty keen, actually. Okay. Kev? Um, yeah. Uh, Full of confidence here, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> you can pass if you want. S- super hard. Um, one we didn't touch on was Stella Vista. Yeah. Mm. Um, he, uh, she was super on debut. Um, she's from Barrier 3. Does she sit outside? Does she go 1 1? She could land somewhere near the one-one yeah. star lift one midweek, but I think I think that'll uh, I think Stella Vista A will need further and B um, isn't up to these just yet at this stage of her career yeah. I think but can't discount any Simon Miller runner at the moment exactly. can we? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look, I've I've got no real opinion here except for I'll be waiting for a soft deck for Chile is hot. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, no, I've got nothing here. 
Yeah. Uh, Billy ain't silly on top for me. Terry's sort of got me questioning what, what I do uh, price-wise. Uh, but Billy ain't silly. Noble Lawrence, nice horse in the maker. He'll be flashing late, but I think this is set up nicely for Lucky Lactar and Billy ain't silly. Well done to those that got the seven bucks from Brad this morning. <laughs> race. <Seven. laughs> Thanks, Brad. Uh, race four is the Amelia Park Lamb Handicap. 1,200-metre special conditions race. Uh, bit of a f- First time you look at this race, you think, two-horse race, Q Belling, Amelia's Contraire, uh, do your map, one of them is going to one of them is going to win. But the more you tinker around the edges, the more it looks like there could be a couple um, that you initially look over that could be a factor. Terry, do you concur? Yeah, I think at the market at the moment. I mean, Q Belling went poorly last start. I thought I heard they were going to spell as well. Um, you know any more about that, AJ? No, I don't. I just I don't know. Maybe I dreamt it. Um, but yeah, Q Belling looks to map really nicely and should be going close. But I'm happy taking Q Belling on at three ten to be honest. Uh, if it beats me, so be it. But coming off a run like that, deep into a prep after twelve hundred for the first time, uh, take it on at three ten. Millias Contrera will go back to last. They've figured out the best way to ride her is last wide. Let her motor into it. Um, she'll be super hard to hold out late. But with the easterly again at three dollars twenty, I'm, I'm going to take her on. Um, she, yes. opened, she opened better than that. No. Ah, she might have done, but look, I've marked them both close to four bucks. I oh, know so. it was Q Belling that opened short, wasn't it? She yeah, it was uh, two forty-five out to two eighty-three ten. Now, yeah, look, one of the pair probably should win, but I, I can see reasons to knock them both. So we'll look for some value here. And um, if you're just talking Glasgow Girl, nine bucks prize nemesis, nine bucks prevailing winds who hasn't won for a bit. Um, about 16 years since Kieran was in year eight. That's only not long ago, actually, is it? Uh, then you're talking some uh, some pretty ordinary conveyances. Uh, Wednesday is also around that same price. And Denim Pack comes up uh, as about your seventh favourite, which uh, surprises me greatly. Trained um, by? Trained by the, the magic man, mm-hmm. Mike Zantich. Um, he was super. Denim Pack was super first up. Yeah. Uh, in the quickest last two of a race where they were tailed off over an unsuitable 1,000 metres um, with Lack Dar on. Found some trouble in the last 52, so he would have run a slightly quicker last two without that. Um, should end up three back the fence here. This is a horse who's had six starts with Romoli on for two wins, had 45 starts without him for two wins. Loves Lucky. He does. Even mm-hmm. if you look at the two unplaced runs with Lucky on, one was a fourth resort man, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously huge. Resort man would be a dollar fifty a year, and the other one was the first up run this campaign, which was huge. Um, ran ninth of eleven, but it's far better than it reads on paper. Don't need to go deep into that. This is just fifteen, sixteen dollars each way, four dollars a hole. This is a Gary. Um, it's it's a get on at the price. Yeah, yeah I've I've marked him six fifty, so I'm not declaring him or anything like that. But um, it's just it's just an each way bet. He just for me, he's a clear third favourite. So we back him each way at that price. I like it, Kev. Uh, I personally left this race alone. I found I found it way too hard. Um, I think it's important the first hundred meters to see what um, Victoria Corva does with Kubaling. I think if she can be aggressive out and probably hold a one-one position, then he's going to get the best opportunity to win. Um, like Terry said, with Amelia's Contraire goes back to last. Have figured have figured her out. Um, I've. Prize Nemesis, I can't have. He's won his race. Um, you know, that was a gift, wasn't it? Yeah, he's won his race uh, last week. Um, Glasgow Girl probably leads and then rolls. They're probably prevailing wins since outside lead, but there's at no at no doubt in my mind prevailing wins goes backwards at some stage. So you probably just want to get out of his way. 
Um, but yeah, apart from that, I really had no opinion. It was such a difficult race for mine. Looks a low pressure race for mine. I think Glasgow girl's going to find the front quite comfortably. Prevailing wind. Are they trying to lead Glasgow? Yeah. 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 I, think, I think they should. I think they have to. Yeah, I think they should. Prevailing wind sits outside it. Yeah. Annihilator, this is how low, low pressure it is. I think Annihilator can even hold leaders, leaders back. Yeah. And what you said about Q Belling is I don't even think Victoria Corva has to be that aggressive. She might even just land there mm -hmm. from, from the gate and the fact that there's just no real top end speed gate speed so um which will suit him because the older he's got the more it looks like he he likes being ridden quieter not being bustled what happened the sounds other, like all of us what happened the other day was he landed closer to the speed hot tempo got dragged sucked into burning too much fuel early and he was a uh, spent conveyance it was a bit disappointing last night i thought i agree with terry i think this is you know i know the maps against her but the way that Miller's going and the way that this horse has, has improved since they've since they're um, trying a few different things, where well, I think this is just set up really good for Amelia's Contraire. The price is right bang on where I want her to be, about three twenty at the moment. Uh, admittedly, as I said, we'll be getting back, but because this is low pressure, Pikey could end up in a three wide line and be within striking distance on straightening, angling out into the middle of the straight, and just letting her rip. Um, I imagine it's, it. She's going to be really hard to hold out. And uh, so the way I'm going to go is I'm a little bit with Terry, with Denim Pack as well. I'll be backing Denim Pack, but my main bet will be a win bet on Amelia's country. All right, moving on, BJ. And it is time now for the WA Racing Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. How's your uh, trivia, Kev? Actually, Kev's a past winner of the Mastermind. Oh. Hey. He is, he is a past mastermind winner, so we are in the presence of greatness here. So, the, um, yes, the Mundaring Hotel has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you are in the neighbourhood or heading up the way, that way this Easter long weekend, drop in, see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say day. He is an avid WA Racing fanatic. Get yapping with him and you'll have a very enjoyable time. Let him know you're a 1-1 listener also. Listen to this, Guru. Mm. Congratulations to last week's episode 69 WA Racing Mastermind winner, Brad McManus. It's good stuff, isn't it? Brad McManus. Mm. He sent, just for lit context, yeah, give, give him the story. He sent through his entry at... Uh, two nineteen a.m. Mm. That was last Friday morning. So he was uh, obviously up doing a bit of form late, yeah, on, a, he must late have been on a Thursday night. Doing a bit of form at the Crown Complex, I think. <laughs> so Brad McManus. What else did he include? Give him now. Nah, give him the full credit. What else did he include in his uh, answers? He 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 suggested that Prize Nemesis was the uh, was the go on Saturday. I he forget. declared it. He declared it. Yes. He absolutely declared it. So we'll give him one where due because it came out and won. It won well. So. It did. It uh, did. He does his best work at two nineteen a.m. I think you're two nineteen a.m. And um, congratulations, Brad. He nailed the four questions from last week's edition, and that uh, one hundred dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. Um, okay, pens, pencils, erasers. In your case, Terry, at the ready. To be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to answer the following four questions correctly. Number one, how many starts had I'm a single man had prior to winning last year's Caracato Plate? Not many. 
I don't know if there is many going in off a similar prep this year, but uh, mm. but yes. So that's question number one. Question two: Fred Kersley won the two thousand and seven Caracatta Plate aboard uh, with Roman Time. Who was the jockey? He has a ride in this year's Caracatta. Mm. This is a guesswork job. You're a one in sixteen chance. Thank you. Two thousand and seven. How old were you, Kieran? Kev? So I would have been ten. Come on, I mate. Think. That's old, old enough. Oh, probably nine. Oh, nine. Nine. I would have been nine. So um, has a ride this year. Yeah, it's got to be someone that's uh, been around a bit longer in the tooth. Question three: Who trained Lucy May to win the two thousand seventeen Caracatta? May or may not have a runner this year. Question runner or two, perhaps. Question four. Jeez, you really haven't given that away at all. <laughs> well, I needed to make it a bit easier after question two seemed to stump you, boys. So question number four, name the horse that led all the way to win the 2018 Caracatta Plate. They are the four questions. Mm, for no dig deep questions. That's, uh, that's, that's questionable. That's really questionable. We had a dig deep sort of S question <laughs> last week, didn't we? Yeah, Who I'm did not. win that champion two-year-old award? I'm a bit uh, – I brought that up this morning, actually. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that yeah. shortly. It was the Magic Millions winner. The question two is wrong, wasn't it? You got the last two correct. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. How'd you go? How did Kev go? Uh, Kev got question one and question four, correct? Oh, yeah. So they are the questions for this week's WA Racing Mastermind Competition. If you get all four of those correct and send your entries via direct message through to at the 1-1 one one pod on Twitter, yeah. then you can be in the running for that $100 gift voucher to the Mun Daring Hotel. I'm a single man in Hong Kong now, isn't he? Yeah, probably got a new name as well. Probably Garlic King Prawn or something. Something <laughs> Along those lines, I would say. Single King Prawn. Anyway, a horse that I'm sure that Hong Kong would love to get a hold of, BJ, is Clairvoyance, and we are uh, super excited to see her go around. In race number five, over the 1,100 metres, um, yeah, I'm not really going to talk too much about this race. We're already probably going a bit lengthy yep. here, but, guys, it's exciting to have Clairvoyance back. Very exciting. Also, shout out to friend of the podcast, the OG mastermind himself, Travis, Travis Murray. He will be, uh, no, I'm sure he'll be out there on course on Saturday. Uh, watch his girl, Clairvoyance, in action. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on this race either. I'm just looking forward to seeing her back in action. Uh, judging by the way that she breezed up in that 400-meter barrier trial at Lark Hill, Darren McAuliffe has this girl ready to rock and roll. He wouldn't be taking any chances on um, blemishing her unbeaten record. Surely there's no way that this horse gets beat. No. It's good. Uh, it's a bit of a test first up, though, because Luke, uh, Luke and Zebel will run them along. Out in front, Charlton Eddie will probably push across, Try to might just be happy trying to tuck in. But um, if, if Charlton Eddie springs the lids, might try and find the breeze. It's a good test. It'll be high pressure. It'll be high pressure. So it's a good test to come back in. Yeah. Um, but she's, uh, she's exciting, and um, I think she'll be anchoring a few early quaddies. To yeah. uh, just have something on. Yeah. If she's as good as we think she is, she should win this. Price? Uh, win yeah. this. I was dollar sixty. I don't even know what she is at the moment. So you were about the same, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, dollar sixty. Yeah, I was dollar thirty-five. Oh. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. Just That's in a you word, to be aggressive. In a word, or <laughs> in, a, in a word or two, uh, who runs second, Terry? Uh, platinum bullet. Plutocracy. 
um, platinum bullet as well. Although I do expect Zebul. I thought his run the other day was super. Just think um, she'll break hearts, clairvoyance. Yep. Yeah, yeah, she'll, yeah. Zebul yeah, was big improver. Oh, I would have loved to have seen Zebul in a different race without clairvoyance. Yeah, Prince ready, ready, ready to win to fifty six. Zebul was so big last start. Huge. So. Follow Zebul anyway. Race number six, first leg of the Quadrilla, the Amelia Park. Um, down south in a couple of weeks. I'll be having a week or two off the podcast, so you'll be getting um, some fresh voices to listen to. Maybe a return for a K Evans, <laughs> a big Kev. Um, but the Amelia Park, um, beef handicap over the 1,500 metres, 66 plus. Um, I'm keen. I'm really keen. So I'm just going to jump straight in. Oh, not even going to jump Full head of steam Yeah, not even going to lob the Coming off a long not run. Not even going to handball uh, <laughs> over to one of you blokes here, but uh, very keen on tin snip. Um, may have nicked the two-year-old of the year award off me a few years ago, but it's time to uh, to get mine back. Um, you don't need to see last week's replay too many times to know how stiff he was. The money came as well, um, but he's just simply returned like something close to the, the horse he was as a two-year-old uh, when he ran second in the Karakata and then went on to win the WA size. Um, he can only beat something like five or six horses home in his next six or seven runs. Just looked like he'd had enough of horse racing. But um, credit to the Durant camp, patience, persistence. They got him um, They got him up and about with a plethora of trials. Um, huge first up behind Marachino and Misty Ladd, who have both gone on to win pretty big races since, or good races since. Um, midweek victory over Invictus Domini and Bruce Almighty is a good midweek victory. They're two nice horses. That Fast is, uh, race too. Yep. And um, last week should have won and probably should have won easily. Yeah, would have, would, have, would have won comfortably. Yeah, yeah, would have won quite easily. So the market is going to favour Plato here and I think this is a great opportunity to take advantage of a market that's um, got a horse who's pretty limited with W Pike on just a bit thin for mine. Um, yeah, I think Tin Snip goes forward, gets a head start on uh, Plato and Wins well. Um, yeah, really, really confident. And we're getting the price. It's about five bucks or something. So that's that's plenty. That's me really? done. Thank you. Limited plateau. Yeah, plateau. Yeah, limited. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm going to stick with that. Yeah. I think plateau goes okay. Yeah. But tin snip ceiling is just a different level, isn't it? Just if we're talking like that type of horse, Plato last start, you had Patila Femme go and take on Scooter's Machine and Plato just got given an absolute 20 out of 10 um, Bro Brad Rewilla to get the job done. Look, from barrier two, he probably ends up three back the fence. Maybe, oh, I don't know, it does not jump in the slightest here. Um, so he ends up ends up in a tough spot and um, will be having to take off serious ground from uh, from tin snip late. So um, I've marked Plato second favourite, obviously, but um, there's no way in the world I could have Plato favourite over tin snip here. I actually thought Plato was really good the other day. Fast, fast race, high pressure race. Jeez. Um, Just... If it didn't win that, it's never winning a horse race. Yeah, though. that's true. Um, Pike going on drops in weight. Uh, I think prior to that was very stiff at Bunbury. Just about where he gets to, and he, her show where she, she gets, gets to. to. She just puts yeah. herself in, in tough positions in her races. Uh, two, I mean, again, I'm, I'm when I talk, it's all price orientated. Yeah, so it's, it's hard We're to have a discussion. I was I was two seventy Plato four dollars tin snip. So it's a two. It was they're the only two that I I really priced to. Everything else was out the gate, and I just made a bit of a. I think I had cocky joy, eight dollars, something like that. Mm. So if um, he drew a hole, you'd love to be on. Yes, start from ten, but um, yeah, I was the opposite, and I'm probably gonna. I think I'll be the opposite the most. Actually, I was yep. two two seventy ten snip. Okay, so um, you, yeah, you got five fifty platter. You got the reverse, yeah, yeah. That's probably a little bit heavy. <laughs> Kev, yeah, I went favorite platter, ten snip, close fate, close second favorite. Um, 
I think that the one thing about Pleto's run two back behind Cocky Joy that I saw, I gave it a tick for. It's one of those you know flashing light runs, like back me next start, et cetera, et cetera. But I think Cocky Joy was set up for that particular race. Um, you know, home track, soft deck, fourteen hundred, tick, 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 one. You know, I, I think that was its grand final. Um, so you can probably um, draw, yeah, give a decent tick to the way Pleto finished off that race from an unlikely position. I mean, she she was back last and and you know under the pump early, and then managed to you know get home for second. Um, but yeah, like, like Terry said, I've got no more to add on Tin Snip. Um, it'll be my punt. Um, Pleto's probably just getting a little bit skinny now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you don't have to. I mean, all you have to do is really watch last start on Tin Snip and understand why it's. Why, why did it's he the leave the fence? Yeah, retrospect's a powerful tool. But the, horse, the, the thing that. was already rolling off. Rolling off. Yeah, I reckon if Clint had his time again, it's split second decision type of stuff that one. But um, CJP. Yeah, he had a couple of questionable <laughs> moments in the saddle uh, on. Uh, as long as he has a good one from Barrier One on Friday on yes, the champ, that's that's, that's the main that's thing. But uh, yeah, if he if he sticks to the rail and gets the run that uh, Lucky Linda Lulu got, um, he probably wins by two or three lengths. Already. Yeah, this market's going to be interesting. I wonder if uh, Tim Snip firms late money, and money um, hard. Yeah, money hard. Tim. Then Snip. again, Plato's a money horse. Too. Yeah, you might might be able to yeah. Um, yeah. might be able to back them both in in a way anyway, and because uh, for me they're the two. I'm going to go Plato to beat Tinsnip. Not a huge amount between them, but um, what price do you have Tinsnip? Four dollars. Okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, can't really make a strong case for any of the others. I mean, yeah, Cocky Joy's flying. Probably should have won last start in that Tycoon Storm race. Mm-hmm. Heavily backed, rails in run. My Greek boy probably just got in her her way, and then sort of weaved through late. Was pretty stiff. But um, where does she get from 10? She's going to get back. Can't map her to win. So for me, Plato on top narrowly, Tin Snip, but wouldn't be surprised if Tin Snip wins either. So good uh, good contest there. Race seven, the Amelia Park Wines Handicap. This is an 1,800 metres, originally a 66 plus. Couldn't get a top weight, so it's been scaled to a 64 plus. Funny old race this, and I'm just going to throw Kev under the bus. All right, what do you got, mate? Good. Um, I have... The obvious inform horse, big big butter boom on top. Um, however, I do really like the chances of Kermit Rock. Um, look, the thing I'll say, I'll touch on big butter boom first. Um, is that it's very hard to. I mean, I understand Albany and Mount Barker forms totally different to Metro. Right? There's no there's no prizes for that, but he just seems to keep raising the bar every single time. He's going to get barrier one, Mitchell on, he's probably going to get bounced straight to the front and then from there Mitchell gets to um, control again. Um, you know, w- whether or not something else tries to take him on, I'm not sure. Um, but I think Mitchell can sit on top of the speed and control, but um, Kerman Rock's coming out of some seriously good races um, behind some really smart um, horses. You've got, um, you know, late last year behind Kiss on All Four Cheeks, um, l- earlier this month, Hot Zed, Magical Dream. Stable hasn't been scared to throw this horse in the deep end. No, ever. and now, and now, I've, and he doesn't really find one of those types of horses in this. No. So I think he, I think he's found his race this weekend, and I wouldn't be surprised if he runs a really good race. First time eighteen hundred, interesting, um, but I think he's he's the smartest horse to be on from a punting perspective. 
BJ, you're far more adept at the breeding than I am. Uh, Kerman Rock is by Snippet's son, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that give you or give us the vibe that um, the 1800 won't be an issue? Uh, his previous go at the mile from, uh, again, uh, he, he led at a pretty strong tempo he did, when he was yeah. 12 to 1600. Yeah. Uh, he boxed on pretty well, beaten a length, um, but... Is the vibe you get – first of all, you should be sitting here, but is the vibe you get that you'll get the 1800? So putting me on the spot with the breeding, I would mm. suggest Snippets are mostly speed horses. However, Kerman Rock over, over the journey suggests to me that the 1800 won't be an issue, mm-hmm. especially from four with 54 kilos. Like if he's going to get it, this is like – this is going to be – the race for for him, um, yeah, I, I um, I'm definitely not giving him a cross for the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, there's too many other ticks in, in his favour. There's a few crosses in this race, though, isn't oh, there? Oh yeah, yeah. Deary, deary, mate. What have what have you ended up with on top, BJ? What I want to see, Bo Banovic Edwards, if you're listening, oh, go forward, please. Yeah. Uh, I reckon it can win from both, though. You reckon? I reckon it win can go for. I'd prefer. So it we're talking forward. about. Sorry, we're talking about Bonneville Black. Black. Yeah, yeah I, can, I reckon it can win from the Braze. Um, I thought that I think first up, from last. that first up run was run mon- of the day. monstrous. Run of the day. Absolutely monstrous. The center of the track was quicksand too. Yeah, no good. And it, it was the widest horse on on straightening. Come from last, uh, fast race, Tycoon Storm, Laurentino, those sorts of horses. Uh, Cocky Joy ran third. Um, Probably went to the line. Went definitely went to the line better than not to be missed, and not many horses go better to the line than not to yeah, be missed. Yeah, true. Jeez, it was a run. Yeah, uh, I promise you, and, not to be missed in this. Yeah, and I mean, his just the way that he came on last prep, and he, he was able to put that picket fence together. Yeah. like he's a he's a pretty good pretty good horse, pretty good stayer. Pineville Black. Uh, I think the interesting thing about that last prep was Belmont. Yep. Um, was it maybe because there, there's there's so many horses on this program that just don't handle Ascot as best as you know, as they do yeah. with Belmont uh, as, as they do with Belmont so I I've sort of got a feeling that he might be a Belmont horse but in saying that last start was super um obviously at headquarters so the worry with Bond because that's the horse I, I we'll get to that in a second but La his four best runs last Prep 52 and a half, 51 and a half, 53, 52, and he carried 52 again. Yeah. That's my worry. He's just got to lump a little bit more in the uh, in the saddle cloth and probably going to have to do the work either early or late. But um, it's, it's just, it's just the, like, the horses that are racing against last preparation going to go double digit, double digit. Oh, and it's coming yeah. out of 72 plus Tycoon. Like, this is a midweek race. This, this is a midweek race. Yep. Really. Yep. At best. Yeah. Yeah. And big butter boom. Like, I mean, Oh, it's gonna. It's what's your two dollars seventy favorite? Forty nine. I mean, Forty nine days between runs. It, I've got it. Yeah. Oh, it's. I've got it. Double figures. Yeah. Um. You. You. It's. You can't just come into a race or fifty days at eighteen hundred meters. And, don't. Uh, don't say that Roy can't do it. Well, like, I was whatever, just about to say if, whatever, there, if, if there's one do, trainer that just, could probably just, do it. Oh, dearie me. Wash your mouth out with soap if you. If what, you're going to be doing. One it. thing I have noted here is that Mitchell and Roy are going at twenty two point four percent. Their strike rate together, it's, and that's that's Mitch's third best behind Dmac and Fernie. Yeah. Um, whether or not that's a something to keep note of or not, um, but I think he he probably just gets the exact same setup as he did, um, you know, fifty nine days ago. So I, I tell not, you what, if he wins, he's a better horse than I think he is. He's a better, and he's a I won't say he's a better trainer than I think he is, but. Uh, 
it's just it's like for 50 days to 1800 meters darren mccallough tries it off and it's very very difficult to Roy, do Roy like, just says bring it on he put read bring the ride at 1200 to 1900 yeah. or 50 uh 50 days the other day started hard in the market it was gone 500 to go like Look, this is uh, this is such a good setup. If Big Butter Boom had a fluent campaign, two dollars seventy, fair enough. Two dollars yeah. forty, probably. You know, yeah. it should be winning. But just, I just think it was not not fit enough. Yeah, it's how you you've got to have a horse. It's it's very difficult, and especially a horse that's still uh, making his way. So, yeah. I'll, I'll, look, if it beats me, then fair enough, it beats me. But gee whiz, I, I just you're not getting you know, priced for that. No, no, no. It's no skinny. I, very, yeah, very it's, skinny. oh, it's 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 the perfect race to have a bet in for me. It's a perfect race to play a few. So I'm with BJ. I'm going to have something on Bonneville Black, um, either back or forward. Last run too big, eight nine bucks. Got to have something on Trump. This uh, Pakistan star. Um, <laughs> we, we, we we spoke at the start about uh, races that are going to change complexion, and yeah. you want to be on speed. This is the race that will change complexion. If if it's maybe Reverend John Black Shadow, there's going to be weak stuff up front. It's going to change complexion. I reckon this will be a race you can make ground in. Trump, this is running last two hundreds that are just um, obscene. It's last three. If, if yeah. Jade can get the same that Maddie did out of it, um, yeah, it'll be just flooding late. So eleven bucks or so, we can have something Trump this and. Kerman Rock, I price favourite, so um, at four sixty, so eight eight fifty nine bucks. That seems, and it, I just know that that will be nowhere near that on the day. Like it, yeah. it's the horse with the upside. Um, I know it's a sixty one rater and a sixty four plus, but that's not too far out of its grade. Um, yeah, I think this market's a little bit skew if and uh, not being not taking into account the fact that Big Butter Boom's coming off uh, such a long break at eighteen hundred. Yeah, I don't want to be on Big Butter Boom at three dollars. I don't want to be on No Apology at four eighty either. So I'm going to play Bonneville. Black current plot prices, Bonneville Black and Kerman Rock. Mm-hmm. No Trump this? No, is no. No, no. Just I, for I, I'm happy if Trump this wins. Don't get me wrong, but the it won't. I won't be backing it. Just for context, I don't, I don't, I'm just saying I won't ever back Trump this ever again. Like I'm just, I'm done, <laughs> done. Not that I was on it. What if it was called Biden this? Sorry? What if it was called Biden? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You liked that one? Yeah, yeah I did like that one. Yeah. Uh, good, 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 old, good old Joe. He'd probably still be slower earlier if he was called Biden this. <laughs> well, that's what he's been doing lately. He's been falling asleep in the run. Uh, on 460 Kerman Rock, 650 Trump this, 650 Bonneville Black. So you're talking uh, 9, 11, 850. Uh, the three of them are a bet. And I knew my market was going to look very different to the actual market. Um, but I'm happy with what we've done there. And what about can... Pike going on Secret Pearl? Like, he, surely he couldn't. He couldn't, could he? He could. He'd need he to could. jump off the horse and put her on his own back, I reckon. That would uh, that would be something if okay. uh, if Pike can get it up. All righty. So I uh, have to remind everyone of our TRL WA Black Arts competition for uh, this is the first week of the competition. So just to recap to all you listeners out there, if you would like to be in the running to win two tickets to the WA Black Arts launch party, which is part of the Horse Racing League, and if you missed our chat to Brittany Taylor um, earlier in the full edition of the 1-1, then go back and, and have a listen if you're interested in the Racing League and the WA Black Arts. But again, this competition is for two tickets to enjoy a whole day event up in the Director's Lounge at Ascot Racecourse. So uh, to be in the running, Please tweet at the one one pod who you think will win the Caracatta plate on Saturday and Betfair SP. That's a Betfair starting price, two decimal places. Terry, have you got an example for the punters out there? A winner in a Betfair SP? Uh, be optimistic, $4.22. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. 
So if you if you are nearest the pin with your entry, then yeah, you get those uh, two tickets. I think they're valued at hundred dollars each. So it's a good day out there on Size Produce Stakes Day. And um, I wonder if the winner, if Terry can also get them um, uh, mounting yard passes to lead in. Be optimistic when she inevitably wins the size on that particular day, Guru. So inevitably, are you, you're not going to be on course. Oh, I've got a wedding down here, unfortunately. Mm. Um, so no, I will Doubt. be missing. So I'll be that person on their phone uh, during the ceremony. Um, watching the size zooming in as that uh, yeah. kicks off anyway this is a tough 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 old version of the Karakata cracking betting race cracking race for opinions most will be looking towards Pat's got some uh, some sis Patrick um, or Patricia <laughs> Patricia's got some sass but so I'm interested to hear what uh, what big Kev has landed on here um, that deep breath suggests that he's found it, he's found it as tough as I have. Kevin's. Yeah, look, it's different. It's very, very difficult. Um, there isn't one horse like there has been in previous years where you go, all right, this is the clear on topper. Um, now let's find out what finishes second or third, whether or not, you know, the on topper wins. Um, yeah, we had the last few years. Gemma Sun, Jericho Missile. Um, both David, has, David Harrison, isn't it? That's had the favourites yeah. the last couple of years. And look, again... He's got the favourite again. He's got the favourite again. And um, she's obviously got talent. Um, I personally, when I first saw her draw two, I thought this probably isn't her best barrier because of how big she is. But then export man drawn in one, he's going to go back and she's going to get enough room inside of her um, to be able to put enough speed on to cross him and then sit probably box seat. Um, with his gold and... Flying Missile is going to go forward. Storm Whisper is, ha- is going to go forward from that gate. Brittany declared it. Yeah, it. What? It's just interesting. Like I'm. I'll bring out the trumpet here, and I was on Storm Whisper last start. Right? Early, early price. Early price. Early price. So oh, it yeah. hurt. Mm. Right, so it hurt. But you know, you, stung. Yeah, you, you you cop it, right? You cop it. But to me, he just didn't look like a twelve hundred meter horse. Mm-hmm. Um, like he. Yeah, he was just coming in off the four off the four hundred meter trial. But if it was a different stable, I say, all right, he probably wasn't fit enough for eleven hundred. But it's the Parnums, right? Neville knows how to get him fit off four hundred meter trials every single day of the week, and probably twice on Sundays. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I thought I thought it was a little bit disappointing that he didn't go past his gold. Um, in saying that, his gold does have the runs on the board. Um, but look, I think Pat Scott Sass is going to get enough room as they string out heading into the top of the straight that mm-hmm. she's going to get enough room to come off and let and just let down. Do you think Storm Whisper can cross his goal? Because you were on last start, you would have watched the start closely. I reckon he had nearly a full length on him um, uh, after about fifty meters. Do you reckon that they might look at um, Stevie? Might look and say, "Well, hang on, we couldn't beat his goal breezing last start." They'll they'll think they've got to fit a horse. Blah yep. blah blah. But do you think um, they'll say, "Well, if we can try and cross him early, they won't they won't be so desperate, will, desperate, desperate, desperate." What will his goal be thinking? That's what I was Well, Mitchell was thinking the same thing, but then Mitchell also, it gets to a point in a race, sometimes you've got to hand up, otherwise you know you're cooked. So, um, but yeah, 100%, Mitchell Gold will want to hold, oh, 100% want to hold the front. Yeah. yeah they, don't, they won't want to change anything. The chicken wings will be out. I'm not yeah. saying it definitely will, but I just think with Ultimate Command, Flying Missile coming across, I think we'll see some um, fire. The, the map might not be as obvious as yeah. everyone's. Um, I think the sparks will be flying a long yeah. way out from home, yep. which probably bring in horses like Michelada, Hoi An, and Lee Wire into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Horror Gates for the first two I just mentioned. Hoi Anna, I've been a, actually a massive fan of this horse since her debut. Um, 
likewise with Michelada, but those barriers are just so sticky. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have the task in front of them and go back to last. And like you rarely you're see. You're probably not getting the price to reflect that with Hoy Ann anyway. Well, no. Yeah, I think sure, she, she's under. If you go back Hoy Ann, wait late on Betfair, yeah. you'll get twenty five to one. Because you're right. It's sticky. It looks ugly. It's yeah. like, so it's got you. You couldn't be backing them now. Um, no. Unless um, you're getting twenty to one, surely, Guru. Hoy Ann, Policia, um, Michelada. Pike, Pike probably factor, not. I'm not yeah. That's the that I, I, I would have. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Michelatus uh, drifts. Um, despite you know, and she looks like she's come back well, especially off that trial. She monstered the line there shades and off. did it. Shades off. Interesting. Mm. Is it interesting? What a, tri- what a trial with shades on. Or yeah, on? shades were on in the trial. Shades yeah. were on. Yeah, shades off. Um, Simon, no, I noticed that yeah, she exactly. was uh, four and five deep. He couldn't, hold her. he couldn't hold her. It's a pretty, pretty good little trial. And, and Miller's team's all found five lengths since probably when she was uh, Dave well, since he came she, on yeah. as a yeah. podcast. Since he it? came on the podcast, yeah. exactly right. <laughs> he actually picked up the lengths here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Kev, it's a, it's a race. I reckon there will be a lot of varied opinions. I think Pat will oh, be the, 100%. Pat will be the uh, most Pat popular. Will win. $5. I reckon he uh, – she, she, sorry, Pat, Trisha. Uh, I reckon she probably will. Yeah, um, yeah I – yeah. Jeez, I've, I've got very little idea about what's, it. What's the market do with Spin the Knife? Uh, I've got a lot of time yeah. for Spin the Knife. Um, coming off that little setback, obviously, last start at Mr. Run. Uh, Jason Brown on first time. I, it's always difficult going on first time, on a, especially on a juvenile. That's why, that's it's why got the, a double in price, isn't it? It's $8 at the moment. It, it's got to turn Skinny, out. Yes, it's a yeah. spec. I think it can win. Um, I think it can win the race. But, good, um, I think if. If you were the trainer, would you scratch and get the better one in the race, though? Or what do you reckon? <laughs> I, I think Spin the Knife's going to be a better three-year-old than he is now mm-hmm. as a two-year-old. Um, Pretty tough on debut when he yeah. worked like buggery and then he is, um, came back. Yeah, he came back very hard there. Uh, made his gold look uh, slow. It's another thing you look at. Like, his gold couldn't get near him first up in that in that race. So, I, um, yeah, I, I am... Very uh, indecisive. Yeah, yeah. Um, should be, I think it'll be set up for a horse in run rails with cover, um, something like if Pat's got sass. If if we're all worried, big horse will get strung out. But that that might not be a thing. It, it might be yeah. fine, um, and it'll be hard to hold out. Um, I reckon it'll love high pressure too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll just yeah, it'll a bit love of string it. out. It'll um, um, it'll be this. It'll be just. It'll be hoping that his gold doesn't get crossed, so you yeah. wouldn't want to be three back the fence. Yeah, that'll, yeah, that'll be. So if he's got this is the thing for me. If his gold happens to lead that. That makes almost makes that means that's basically galloping room late. It will be the difference between Pat's got stats winning and not winning, but also brings a horse like Export Man into consideration yep. as well. Yep. Gate one, people think he's going to be last. He's not going to be last. He can muster. He, he can. He, he can. can he can half be... miss the kick and still muster to hold three back defence. Maybe so. Yeah. What did you... I, I can if he. I reckon him following Pat's got sass everywhere she goes. Uh, He's the, he's the kind of horse who could get last crack at him. I'm thinking, for me, I really like Pat Scott Sass. I've got a mark 480. Um, Terry was saying that sports bet lingered around the $8 for an hour. A long time. Post barrier yeah. there, that would have been a good price. Um, currently $5. So for me, it's I think it's going to be a Pat Scott Sass victory. The two horses that will be coming at her late for mine will be Export Man and Lewa. Yep. Agree on Lewa. 100%. My, my concern on Export Man is just his passage and run. Yeah. Um, I was, I was like. a little bit worried at his trial before he went, before he came back. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, he was just under a lot of riding most of the way. Um, but this could be, I mean, 
I'm not going to say they're going to they're going to use this as a um, as a stepping stone, but he could be primed, ready for the size. Yeah, um, I, much like the Watch Me Dance um, setup. I think I think most people look at his run in the what was at the Perth Stakes the other day and think yeah. Export Man was disappointing. If you look at the way that the the race played out and the pattern of the day, he was actually one of the better runs of the day. Super. He was he was back uh, wide, uh, some absolute roadblocks just. Got, he got in his way. His closing splits were excellent, and um, it's just one of those one of those runs where if you're picking up on the nuances of the of the day, it's like you have to give him you have to upgrade that run significantly. Um, got speared. Um, closing last two hundred was really good. Um, most people will think that featherweight was a good run, but he cut the corner and uh, had un- uninterrupted momentum. You know, so rail was a travelator too. Yeah. The middle of the yeah. track was definitely um, inferior. So yeah, hundred percent. It doesn't get the credit it deserves. So for me, I was this was my marketing. Was Pat's got Seth's four eighty export man nine dollars Lewa nine dollars. They are the th- only the three horses that I'm focused on in this in what is a wide open caricata. It if is. I, a if I get beat, I get beat. But they're the three yeah. I want to do. I want yep. to play. Yeah. Uh, flying missile each way is the the way we'll go um, on this edge of the table. Uh, I think that runs uh, debut let him up. Uh, second up should have won, held up entirety. Third up got in a war with Polissier when Pike got the dream run through. I think it's just a nice filly. Um, from barrier 12, the issue is Chris Putnam needs to find a spot in a moving line, keep it rolling. Um, I'm not jumping out of my skin, but we'll have something on. 10 bucks each what you, way. What, what price you want? Uh, I think the 10 bucks is five. I've marked Flying Missile equal, equal favourite, um, but I'm probably just a bit more of a knock on Pat Scott Sass than I should be. Yeah. Um, first time rider, and I've got the potential of three back the fence with. Um, I just think the map will do funny things early. That's what I'm suspecting. The map won't yeah. be as clear cut as. Um, as most think, uh, I was going to tip BJ. Uh, I was going to tip Heavenly Waters each way. Um, I've marked Heavenly Waters twenty three dollars, but so the eighty ones is now thirty four. So I don't feel like is that I you? can. No, I had something on the place. Uh, I got something on the place at twenty to one. That's my only. Sounds, that's sounds my eerily bet. familiar to the <laughs> last week. I haven't got a cent on the win either. <laughs> um, but uh, that's my only investment on the race uh, thus far. But uh, no, cracking little. Caracatta and uh, yeah, good luck if you're having a bet because I think you might need it. Final word, Kev. Uh, Pat's got Sass and Lewa for me. Okay. Probably specking Hoi An late, like okay. ultra yeah, late. You'll get you'll get big prices late. I think she has to be the top seed from Roy Stable. Heavenly Waters is having oh, seven start. Know. I I'll have a beer with you that Heavenly Waters beats some Hoi An. Yeah, keen. Done. Yep. There you go. Beautiful. There Love you it. Go. A little sideways like <laughs> that. So yeah, it's 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 a fascinating caricature play. One of the most open ones in that I can remember. And um, yeah, good luck to everyone concerned. Exactly right. So final word, flying missile each way, BJ. Pat's got South. Patricia. Ex- Export man, Lee I'll be back in them both. Okay. So we're basically back in the majority of the field between us. Yeah. Perfect. We should, we should <laughs> so, find the winner in this sum, somewhere. Sums it up, doesn't and it? Pikey will pull our pants down. And like, <laughs> or something like six carat will get up and win it like yeah, three hundred to one. That is. Six carat all up its <laughs> tip. That would do me. That would yeah. do me. Well, six carats are one I'm hoping comes out. Yes. Trolled ordinary on Monday. Come on, Paul. It'll go around. It'll be starting. I know it will. Yeah. I know it will. But come on, Paul. Give me a run. <laughs> uh, race number nine. Uh, what time is it, Kieran? The race or now? <laughs> <laughs> Content. How good's that? Kevin's. Quarter past five. <laughs> He's the last. He still doesn't get it, does he? No, I still don't get it. I reckon Lockie in particular really enjoyed that this was, last oh, segment. Great. Yeah. That was good. Lockie will have a field day. So uh, it's quarter past five. It's also the uh, time for the get out stakes. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, S-T-E-A. 
KS. Um, who's it brought to us by, BJ? Thanks, Terry. The extremely popular Get Out Steaks brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canning Vale Market on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt and his team runs the show. Timmy will be hoping for two scratchings because he is a he is a part owner of Featherweight E2 in the Caracatta Plate. Really nice horse, actually, Featherweight. Yeah, he's a Featherweight drew a gate and had a run. It would have been my on-top selection in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm sort of swimming in that similar direction as well so gate 18 e2 um featherweight uh, looks like and has the job ahead but regardless timmy his team legendary combination at market city meets drop in and say g'day they will take good care of you uh, especially over this easter long weekend congratulations to episode 69 winner tris christian now uh Tris was nearest the pin with his Miss Kentucky selection. He went for 0.31 in, and it was almost bang on, the 0.27 official. And uh, Tris actually sent through some very kind words on uh, on the uh, on Twitter, actually. And um, so we thank you for tuning in and supporting the podcast, mate. And uh, you thoroughly deserved your Get Out Stakes victory last week. Now, to enter this week's edition of the Get Out Stakes, hit us up at uh, the one one pod on Twitter uh, who you think will win race nine of the day and a decimal winning margin two decimal places uh, preferred remembering the Sam White rule Kev sorry oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the brilliant insight. this is tremendous stuff isn't it <laughs> head buried in the uh, in the form print out Kev uh, the Sam White rule Terry help us out Ah, uh, first past the post. <laughs> first in, best dressed. First in, best. Actually, I ran into Sam White up uh, at the races on Saturday. Oh. Tipped him at Messinas. And, uh, happy man. Yeah, happy, very happy man. That's so, good. Um, we were rejoicing post-race. Good man is Sam White. Race nine. <laughs> Kev has been so um, infatuated with the form guide over there. Surely he's got the winner of the get-out stakes. What have you got for us, Kev? Race nine, of course, is the Crown Perth Handicap. 5.15 p.m., but better known as a get-out stakes. What do you got for us, Kev? Look, hard hard way to finish the day. Um, I think there's uh, – you can identify a horse like Tycoon Storm who's going to get the PR again. Scratch from the old comrade stakes on Friday uh, and in safe. There you go. Yep. So, they've, I mean, I, this race is obviously easier than the old comrade as well. Um, I think the interesting thing is Wrinkley is going to go forward – roll off the fence tycoon storms just getting the biggest suck of all time up on the fence up on the fence and from barrier one it's going to get the first crack at him but the two that i sort of want to be with up to 1400 is jericho missile and watch me dance yep watch me i was so i was stoked to see how how well watch me dance has come back um this prep with that trial um on the 4th of march thought that was outstanding and she took that to the race day again um, in that 78 plus which uh, Jericho Missile was in that was won by Excellent Dream, who on the occasion got the PR as well. Um, sure did, yeah. Can so just explain PR to us? Perfect, perfect run. Perfect run. I knew what it was, I saw oh. an explanation. Yeah, <laughs> perfect run. Um, so yeah, look, they're the two I want to be with. Um, it's a hard way to finish. Um, there are a few horses that I'll definitely be taking out of the run and um, towards Belmont as well. I, I like uh, Be- Belmont's a track that I just I love to bet at, um, which a lot of pe- a lot of people don't. Um, 
but a horse like position of power who doesn't handle Ascot at all, um, and he's going to be on the fence. He's going to be all over the shop. So I'll be waiting for him for Belmont and on a soft deck. Um, but yeah, to end the card, I'll be with watching it dance and Jericho Missile. Very good. Um, I, 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 I am um, surprised. Tycoon Storm rates really well, and that's why there's always consistently pretty big money. There wasn't first up, actually, which is uh, a little bit of a surprise. Mm. I guess it was coming off a lengthy trial defeat and a, um, a bit of a break. But um, oh, market-wise, it's got to be Watch Me Dance for me. Returned with 59.5, dropped out to last. Uh, maybe peaked on the run a tiny bit, but did have the big weight, and um, it was Platinum Bullet to compare that against to obviously finished off pretty nicely down the outside i think mcgrady will land closer here um watch me dance i didn't realize sort of how good she was that which might sound a bit silly but um she's come from last and the gym crack stiff she's come from last probably should have won the caracatta um she's then settled leaders back type things so you've got a horse that's got the versatility to land right on the speed and do it up there and you've got a horse that's got the versatility to win from last so the 56 and a half um just looks like a a nice weight impost i, I don't know if Tycoon Storm is is able to give her um, to receive just the one kilo and uh, knock her off. I know the data says that that's what will occur. Yeah. And it's big on it in that sense. But um, I feel at the 290 versus the 480, um, I've got them a lot closer together. I've got Watch Me Dance a slight favourite actually. So uh, Watch Me Dance at 480 is easier bet. Going to take on Jericho. Worried at the 1400. Uh, I think he peaked in the Faritha at his only reasonable run at the 1400. Yeah. Giving him a head start, I'm actually going to take him on up to the journey. But if there's a man that can... Get him to go the 1400. It's, it's W Pike, and I don't think anything else uh, can win the race. So watch me dance 480. That's well above my yeah. price. Um, <laughs> me too. But I'm, I'm wary of, of Tycoon Storm. And, and what Kev said, the run she's going to get um, looks pretty favorable. Yeah, with, 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 rin- with Wrinkly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Watch me dance. Uh, 480, that's just an easy backward prize. I, I always it? seem to underestimate Watch Me Dance, so I've got a mm. feeling that I'm going to be on this weekend and she's just, she, she's going to take, me back to, yeah, no, take yeah. me back to my first thoughts. But Just on Watch Me Dance, that first up run, uh, sort of got back to pretty much last. I think it might have had one horse behind from gate 12, first up with 59.5 kilos. And if just just knowing her and having her watched her closely over the journey she's a, she's the sort of horse who's able to quicken off a strong tempo and she's she has a she's able to make ground on the turn and um what happened first up was she was trucking but platinum bullet was in that three wide line and mitch was sort of holding his position and shawnee just sean mcgray just didn't have anywhere to go and she was yeah. traveling so strong it's in that moment where she makes where she's able to sort of like um sort of slide into the race with momentum and before you know it she's on top of you so but she didn't get that opportunity last start so for her just to keep coming and yeah she probably platinum bullet she came from behind platinum bullet went past her and then platinum bullet nailed her again on the line but there was so much merit in the performance we'll get a good line through platinum bullet when she takes on clairvoyance yeah. earlier earlier in the day i mean we don't really need to get a good line they both established pretty good mares yeah. so the run was full of merit especially considering the pattern of the day uh, all the sectionals were there. Um, three kilo drop, fourteen hundred meters. Gate five. Hopefully, she can land midfield with some cover. Um, trucking into the race on top of a monstrating. She's going to be really, really hard to beat. Yeah. Um, and if Tycoon Storm can match her, that's fine. Too good. But for me, this is a. This is this is just watch me dance. Has to be. Are you surprised by the prices? No, not really. Um, I think I think some people might have been initially 
Tycoon Storm was favourite for the Dig Deep. Uh, the old comrade, I should yeah, call the him, dig, probably. Yeah, the Dig Deep. <laughs> Tycoon Storm was, was, was favourite for the Dig Deep uh, benefit. And, uh, I wish it stayed in because it means you would have got probably five bucks instead of three bucks. If it's yeah, well, that, that surprised me, what you just said then. Yeah. That, But uh, I'm not surprised, especially just knowing the figures that this horse is capable of running, started favourite in a Jungle Mist and a Jungle Dawn. Uh, gate one, It's going with Wrinkly rolling off, it's just going to get the gun run. I can see exactly that, for, but for me, I reckon Shawnee McGruddy is going to have Watch Me Dance, breathing fire and straightening, just let her rip and let her do her thing, and I reckon this is her race. Do you not surprise that it's 480? Uh, I was How four, did you mark it? $4, Watch Me Dance. And Tycoon Storm? 550 Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was sort of, yeah, similar with that, but that's that's very much, I mean, if, once you see the data afterwards, which I'm, I don't pay as close attention to, which is sort of my point of difference as a yep. punter, um, yeah, I can understand why the money's come for Tycoon Storm. There's yep. just some real peak figures throughout her, uh, her career, which basically on paper just win the race. But, um, yeah, very, very interesting one in that sense with the, with the promising horse versus the horse has got some big proven numbers. Yeah. Um, yeah, on the track. Um, great race. Watch me dance. Yep. Watch me dance. Ah, oh, clean sweet. We finally got one. Watch me dance. I think it took nine races. Triumvirate. We, tri yeah. we finally got a, a clean sweep. We better very quickly mention Luke's gold as well, um, BJ. It's uh, geez, it's like a um, it's like a rinse and repeat week after week. Deep the trip. Uh, huge run, feature race down to this type of level. Surely Luke's gets an economical run at some stage, and uh, if something's going to knock off the two fancies we've discussed, for me, uh, it is definitely. Um, it's definitely going to be Luke's what a horse. But what a what horse, a, what yeah. A horse. It's, I don't know, people going, oh, no, a bit of a cat. It's had its chances. Nah, I don't nah. think it has had its chances. Nah, it's it hasn't been entitled to finish where it has consistently. Remember that day it beat Massimo at Belmont? Incredible mm. stuff. I think Luke's gold might be a serious racehorse. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think there's probably uh, Luke's gold. I've got Luke's gold 660, so the, the nine bucks probably should be a, a saver of some type. But, um, yeah, very, uh, very nice horse. Deserves a bit of luck. Deserves a bit of luck. Okay, it's time for our Betfair best betting proposition of the day. Our guest, Kieran, Kev, Kevin Evans. Uh, okay, mate, what's your Betfair best? Uh, Betfair best is race one, number four, requisition. I think she just wins. Terry? Uh, tin Snip, race six. Tin Snip's your best? Yep. Okay, my Betfair best, uh, going to get her to victory second up in class Mayor of the race, class filly of the race, rather. Watch me dance in the last race Very nine. Good. Watch me dance is my bet fair best. Um, bit of Maddie, meat. for all those people playing along at home, any horse, hopefully at the time of recording, that is $21 or 21 in the, uh, 20 to 1 in the old. Um, plus, uh, so Kev, what is your Maddie for Caracatta Play Day? My Maddie's going to be... Race five, number one, plutocracy to knock off clairvoyance. Oh, that's going to be my Maddie. Bang, she doesn't come back. Well, I think uh, WA Racing. Hopes what would be a bigger shock? That or Lunar Impact? Um, Surely. Yeah. 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 Well, Lunar Impact was 100 to 1. This losing is probably only going to be $3.50. So. If I'm doing the maths in that sense, but yeah, um, photocracy, yeah. Anyway, I don't know, just uh, dribbling here. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind that though. You'll get a big price of fair, anything to. Um, anything. There'll be a very good place bet Yeah, yeah, exactly, sure. exactly right. Um, I um, look, Denim Pack's only 15 bucks, but I've got a six, so I'm just going to fudge it a little bit this week, BJ. Oh, man. Denim Pack, all up clairvoyance. <laughs> oh, Terry, there I would have done nah, that. There you go. <laughs> Denim Pack, all up clairvoyance. Yeah, okay. it's $1.40 into 15s, which is 21 to 1. 
Bang, $22. Yep, bang. <laughs> bang. <laughs> All right, you technicality, you're good. Um, I'm going to go same race, my Maddie. Just think he's just about, he's going to improve a bit tomorrow. Ordinary race, low draw, sorry, not tomorrow, on Saturday rather. Ordinary race, low draw, Brad Parnham going on board, expecting more from race four, number two, Annihilator, best available, $23. He's my Maddie. Yep. Uh, my, uh, Betfair Lay, let's try and get something beat. Kev? It'll be Pleto in race number six. Six. I think it's very skinny at the two thirty mm-hmm. currently. Uh, race seven, big butter boom, two forty now. Um, way too short for a horse off fifty days at eighteen hundred. All right, my betfair lay is race four, number one, Q Belling. Um, just didn't like some of what I saw last start. Toddy Harvey, if you're listening, if you can get him to turn around and win again on Saturday, then too good for me. He's my life. Keep going.